Okay, partners, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Asian Bow Stakes Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, we're teaming up to record 100, episode 147. We're almost there, Guru. We're almost at the 150. This Raise is the about, this is the one one. Your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, just shy of 12 noon on Thursday, the 27th of October. Northern today, not far away from getting un- uh, underway there. Ascot and Kalgoorlie. It's the final Kalgoorlie meeting this Saturday. Thank God. Thank God as well. <laughs> That's enough of Kalgoorlie. That's two seasons in a row. Kalgoorlie, I couldn't miss for about six years in a row. It was just, it, I could have just, I could have survived off just one track. The last two years, I reckon I've backed a winner in two full seasons. Interesting. What's changed, do you think? It's the horses and the jockey's fault. Yeah. It's not mine. <laughs> so. <laughs> don't know, don't know. Maybe I'm still in the Peter Fernie vortex, maybe just a little quieter the last year or so. Um, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. But you know what? We're going to sit down, review it, and soak heavily. Yes. So uh, keep an eye on Kalgoorlie Saturday because mm-hmm. there could be a massive boil over in the trainers' premiership. Brock Luthwaite is three ahead of Peter Fernie, who's uh, uh, I think he's lost count of how many trainers' premierships he's won. I think Brock sent a team there as well. The, check it out. Have a look. Have a look. It's got the – I only had a very brief uh, – who's got the best strike rate? Our man? Nick Carapalotti. Carpet he, call. He's up there. He's up there. Second, wasn't he? Mm. Well, it might be first if Brock's all – they're not going to get a crap, are they? No, no. He's going well, Brock, isn't he? So what what's he got? What do we got this uh, this Saturday? So a lot of good ones anyway. Luthwaite versus Fernie for the leading – Goldfields trainer and Tash award. probably has given up a few big rides actually on Saturday to uh, to follow out there as well. What have we got? Compact so likable. Western Rhythm Basil's dream was so likable. Should be winning, but probably goes around dollar fifty, doesn't it? I've never looked at the field mm. anyway. Anyway, keep an eye on that. So mm. a bit of a fascination there on the uh, final meeting for the uh, Kalgoorlie Boulder Racing Club season, uh, and then one door closes and another opens. It's the opening Great Southern meeting of the season, Terry Mount Barker. Sunday, and then of course we've got Burgess Queen Stakes Day at Ascot on Melbourne Cup Day Tuesday, and Geraldton. They're running in uh, in combination there. On there's usually uh, on three, Tuesday. but obviously there's no Bunbury at the minute. So Correct, and there's a two. There's a Thursday next week as well which at was Ascot. At Ascot, so yep. it was uh, scheduled for Belmont, mm-hmm. but uh, it's going to be moved to Ascot. Stay tuned. Very good. Ah, and stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City meets, get out stakes, our mega. Triple, uh, double, bonus. Meta, yeah, just the, the big one. As What did Joe Biden say? The trillion, zillion dollar. <laughs> uh, yes, make mega, sure you enter. Make super, sure you donate. Mega super multi. Yes, exactly mm. right. And don't forget, um, don't forget it's the final. Oh. It's the final today of the um, of the media mogul mastermind tournament which sees uh the all-conquering jay rooney take on the scotty Embry conquering michael heaton in what promises to be a uh yeah serious final a serious final the cream has risen it certainly has Mm. michael heaton's just really elevated his game jay um super consistent just wins yeah he does just wins yeah black caviar (laughs) (laughs) just just wins is uh jay rooney so really looking forward to that on his forearm actually (laughs) jay dub (laughs) Can't wait. Wouldn't wouldn't have picked Jay Rooney as a man to get a tattoo on his forearm, but there you go. That's true. Apparently, he's going to get one on his neck afterwards if this wins as well. So, to celebrate the occasion, Chris 2022. Such is life. I don't know. (laughs) Something along those lines. Such is mastermind. Such is mastermind. Yes, he, well, he is Mr. Mastermind himself. So Rooney versus Heaton later in the show for the Frisk 
finale. Um, yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a long road to the final, but um, the cream has certainly risen to the top. What's happening in the uh, the world of the bet? Nothing exciting. Have you been on with Gareth this week? Giddy up, uh, no, I had a week off. I had a week off. I um, I didn't really uh, wasn't overly enthused about the cards and um, decided to focus my energies on the uh, on the weekends racing. I want to hit the ground running in um, the southwest. I really want to focus heavily on Albany Mount Barker type setup. So, okay. um, no, I'll be on Friday though, and I'll probably be back on next week. I presume. Mm-hmm. But um, and uh, you, everyone can read uh, Terry's. Yes. Uh, well, I'll just preview. have a look at the forecast because I did this and this will be a good link to the uh, Witten's irrigation in a moment. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I read it last night and um, it said zero to 10 mil. Now it's saying zero to two mil. Yes, so I So we saw might not change. get the uh, the rain that they were expecting. It'd be interesting to see if the uh, how much they allow for because sometimes when there's rain that doesn't come, it hasn't been irrigated as much during the week. It can play like a bit of a fast lane. So that will be very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, the track has been pretty quick, hasn't it? Very slick. Mm. Uh, to start I don't like the it that we're getting these big lanes early doors. It's yeah, I don't, I don't like it at all. Last week was was wild how uh, how everything was peaking centrally on the track. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. And obviously the inside lane was just a really good pad. Seeing horses like Disco Donut with the bar shoes on and. Um, stay on that fence and, and run like it did. It's, yeah, not not what I want to see this early in the season. It's sort of reevaluating now when it comes to the first two, three, four meetings at each track. I used to just sort of want to ease my way into it. I feel like that's when you can have the most confidence in a track because it's mm. so fresh. I just, fresh I, and like, fair, yeah. this, this, whatever, this, this will sound a bit funny. I, I can't remember the last time I've lost on an opening day. Like, I feel really good the opening first few meetings of the season. Then you go, hang on, fuck, now we've got to dodgy old deck where if you're not on that inside pad in the first four or five races you probably can't win the horse race well so. it's, it's interesting going through the um the vince Cardi ivr daily sectionals numbers last night how all these horses are sort of red so the red figures are below benchmark ivr and then all of a sudden they're running these peak career peak mm. green figures just across the board um, which is completely out of, out of character for certain horses, but it's consistent for the horses that have raced at the opening Ascot meetings. If you know what I mean, so there, yeah. all these, all these, this track, the track's lightning, and all these horses are posting be career, over, career best figures. You know, they, they the people that do the. Um, well, look after the track, they get the same figures and the same data and stuff. So they will be looking for corrections. So sometimes mm. it's a, it can be a bit of a poison chalice thinking, well, let's just allow for the same because that's what you should do. If you see a pattern, go yeah. with the pattern. Don't try and beat the pattern. It means taking a slightly lower price, whatever it means. Just don't try and beat a, a pattern that's there because you're the one that's going to get beaten. But if you're thinking too heavily about that pre-meeting, it can be a real concern when they do the overreaction. Mm. And um, we'll talk about it. We talk, should we do the Witten's? Do you want to lead us in? Yeah, Whitten? for sure. So uh, it's time for the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Very Just good. wanted to touch, uh, obviously I was at um, Mini Valley last Saturday and lost touch of what was happening with, um, with Ascot. The pattern fit, uh, seemed to be, and the results that I saw seemed to be fence on fire in a way. Mm-hmm. What did so? What did that? What do you make of the win of Bustler then? Three wide cover, peeling, accelerating off that. Does that 
was that an outlier in the day? Just because I haven't. It's later. Know, in, haven't it's later in the day. The, the inside pad repeat. gets yep. a little bit more chopped up. Capricorn man um, had enough. The horse on Capricorn man's back didn't turn up whatsoever. Yep. So that inside pad straight away it wipes out the rest of them. Their roadblocks on the rest of the field mm. to some degree. But no, Bustle was was really really good. Miss um, Asari for the lads as well. Mm, was, I saw her flash. Well. Yeah, she was yeah. obviously had the the back of Bustle, which I always think helps having the back of the horse that takes you right into the race in that sense. But she was super yeah. um, on a part of the track which wasn't. Uh, allowing for many horses to do things of that nature. From um, my quick glance at the figures seemed to be that was the most tempo-related result because they went out sort of gangbusters yeah. early because Capricorn Man looks like it was half slow away and then had to accelerate to hold the front. Um, then, That's and then, typical and, Capricorn and then Man. They, and then they backed off in the midsection, mm -hmm. which sort of created that bunching effect and slingshotted those horses out wide into the race. So in the other races, there seemed to be a bit more of a consistent lead speed, which allowed the, the rousing run horses to – to ma get maximize get bang for their buck, yeah, yeah, yes. It still it, it still was just sort of too strong that it was rails in run. Like you, yeah, I feel like being in the breeze was a major negative compared to being um, on that fence. And don't know, it, it can always be horse related. We find out more as weeks go by and how form adds up in time, and, and who keeps winning or who keeps failing. And we go, hang on, maybe that just went crap or maybe mm. that just went really good because the horse was going really good and we learn more about it. But, uh, yeah, a little bit definitive in that sense. But um, this is an interesting week going on to this week because we're at the true position. Back to the true, yeah. Back to the true. In years gone by, I think the last two or three years, we always do this. We go 369 or 368 back to true for meeting number four and it's always fair. Yep. It always plays really well. The inside pad's great. Um I'm not sure if we'll get the same setup here. Uh, obviously, it's a fresher pad. There's got to be, always be that chance it's going to play well. Uh, towards the end of last year, though, on the other end of the spectrum, the true pad was cooked. Mm. There was four or five meetings where if you were on the inside lane when it was at the true pad every fourth or fifth Saturday, whatever it was, third or fourth Saturday, um, you couldn't win almost. So I presume that in the off-season that would have corrected itself and that would be all sorted. But we basically we just don't know how that inside pad is going to play uh, unless you get some probably some some mail from some of the track staff, I'd, I'd suggest. But um, the other obvious big factor is the fact there's an easterly. Um, in play as well. But again, last season we saw the Eastleigh maybe didn't do the same job it traditionally does. And, and the next factor is that the fact that it might rain and it might not. Well, so. it's, it's interesting that we've had such a on-speed sort of dominant start to the season. We haven't even had an Eastleigh yet. Well, <laughs> meeting two. I had meeting two down as being really fair. I, yeah. um, I thought that was a tremendous pad at the second meeting, I think it was. Um but yeah, exactly right. We got the Eastleigh. We're back to the tree. There's a there's a chance that we could get a, a mass. This could just be a mass hotline. And in mm. front, there's also a chance this could be fair as anything if that inside pad isn't um, completely up to scratch like it wasn't at the end of last prep. So we just we're just guessing. We're just yeah. guessing. Just go with your speed maps, but just be mindful if you're going to chime into one that's going to be dead last, especially early in the day, that you could just be out of hiding to nothing. So what what was just for the listeners? What was your adjustment last week? And when did you when do you think you it was established that that was the place to be? Uh, oh, I was adjustment wise, there was not a huge amount that could have been done by that stage of proceedings. I had a You're good already, whack already Capricorn invested, man. Yeah. Oh, not, not necessarily invested, but there was, I don't know, you always want to see if you pick up 
a really hot lane like that, you want to really like one that's leaders back, or you want to really like one that's, or you go, oh, hang on, good, look at this this leader. It's going to go around at fifty to one. Um, I've marked at twenties. It's now probably an eight dollar chance the way the track's playing. So I mean, Capricorn Man was one that sort of made sense. Um, didn't win around third. I was happy with that bet. Not that I backed it each way because I'm a half wit, but. Um, I backed it as well. Yeah, yeah so it, it was sort of little, little, um, little changes like that. But so, pick up. <laughs> it, it's I, I am going to more enjoy the day where it goes where we go shit. Yeah, that pads off. We need to look for some back markers. I think that's when there's more cream in it. Just on that, and the market doesn't find them as well. Just on that, with the money for Amelia's Jewel from Gate One in the Belgravia mm-hmm. and Snowdome likely to breeze, where mm-hmm. the market not necessarily flipped, but they were sort of head and head market wise um, leading up to the race, and then it was all Amelia's Jewel, sort of a majority Amelia's yep. Jewel. Was that a? Do you think that was Don't a know. Gate One thing? Don't know. Yeah, yeah that, I was so fascinated to watch that market in general. Um, I definitely think that would have played a part, but you got to remember Amelia's Jewel is still Amelia's Jewel. We're all taking it on. A lot of the big data bots punters whatever and um, whatever they're using would be purely going off her three runs from last prep as well yeah, so like she blew and the they might have seen apart, exactly yeah. right so they might have seen even money as a gift type thing and not not have been perturbed about the fact that we were a little bit worried about the trolls or where she's going or the fact she's not, not fully the, wound or up map. or yeah exactly right so i'm not too sure in that sense um but yeah betfair's a a fairly, uh, fairly fickle old creature. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get, we're due to get Pete Anthony back on next time. I spoke did. to Pete at uh, Friday night yep. at Mooney Valley and I've locked him in for uh, yeah, very good. Uh, episode 150 as well. Very good. Yes. Um, yeah, because apparently like Hammer Mill was on yesterday. There was a massive drift late, like a wild, wild, wild late drift on Hammer Mill in the mm. final sort of minute or two of betting, which, and I'm not, I'm, I better make sure I word this yeah. correctly. It didn't look pretty. What lack does? No, no, I wasn't even on Hammer Mill. Didn't look pretty in the slightest. I don't think anything untoward occurred. And, that's too sophisticated. That's too far too sophisticated. The final minute of betting to sort. It just it just always looks funny when things of that I, nature. I thought, sort I thought of maybe the drift happening because he wouldn't, he wouldn't, wouldn't load. load. Yeah, but, but she, he was pretty happy. She, she wouldn't load. Yeah. Yeah. It looks, still didn't look too. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That that's often the reason for it. But uh, yeah, betting moves are, uh, are fascinating. They're an aspect that you're always sort of you can try and predict as best you can. But um, yeah, you're you are guessing to some degree. All right, Guru, let's get cracking on our Asian Bow Stakes Day preview. Race one of the day is the Amelia Park Handicap graduation over the 1,100 metres. For those of you who just uh, chiming into the preview edition of the 1-1, we did have a good chat to Simon A. Miller, the trainer of the favourite here, Lexington City, and uh, sounded like um, Lex- Lexington City, uh, he was pretty confident about this horse's chances in the opener of the day. Yeah, it should be hard to beat. Went into the race actually thinking I might try and get it beaten up to the 1100 BJ. Yep. Um, speedster up in trip, but uh, I, I don't think that is the go. Um, he's probably bare bones. Probably. He's actually slightly under my price at the moment. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if we get a little recovery price-wise, but I really liked his uh, first up run. I know he was beaten by a horse coming from near last, but I felt he held straight. That was a very good horse, I think. Laced yeah. up here was a really nice horse. But I felt he held uh, Street Parade, who I think peaked really badly on its run, first and second up, actually. I think Street Parade, how genuine he is. I've definitely got concerns about um, about that with him. Blinkers going on, could correct that. But I think Lexington City gets across Danny Bella, great roadblock. Um, Magic to exceed for me is the main danger by a long way. But the issue with Magic to exceed is how easily does it get to the breeze? 
are they? Do they want a breeze with Street Parade? Does I that thought, leave Magic I th- to I exceed out? I think they kind of have to, don't they? With Street Parade. Well, they, they could let Magic to exceed go and end up in the one-one type thing. But look, either way, the one horse that doesn't have the issues. It's early in the day at Ascot. The Easterly is in play. Is Lexington City? I felt it held Street Parade comfortably to the line. Um, Hint of Mint would have been of interest to me if it wasn't. The sixty kegs just looks. Like that's obviously Melbourne might coming across, and that just looks too much. But yep. I think Hit Mint's a horse that will definitely win races in Perth. But very simply, um, best of Queen of Soul goes close as well. Very simply, back the leader early in the day at Ascot um, when it should be finding the rail comfortably, and this one will. So, Lexington City, I want 250 though to have a bet. And I'm happy having a good crack for C250. <clears throat> 250 plus for me as well. I was, I was hoping for like a a bit of a 280 type setup for uh, Lexington City to get me. I was hoping for 10 bucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for get me involved. But yeah, agree with everything that Terry said. I'd like to see with the blinkers on, Russell Stewart and Lactar being really positive with Street Parade, breezing outside Lexington City, applying pressure pre-bend. Uh, Street Parade's best results have been at the 1100 meters as well. Um, so just more positivity with Street Parade. First up, the handing up and was kind of weird, the the bit of an inefficient uh, way of riding that horse. And then um, Taj the Apprentice was on the other day. And I think Lactar with the blinkers on, if you can just camp outside Lexington City, and um, and I think that's the that's Street Parade's best opportunity to to maybe cause a bit of a mini upset on the first of the day. But Lexington City leads, rails, kicks should be winning. Yeah, exactly right. Didn't need to try and overcomplicate it. Yeah. All right. Race two, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Series. This is heat number two. The the hundred thousand dollar finale is on Winter Bottom Stakes Day. This is heat number two. Three heats. Halatorians qualified. Halatorians in. Mm. Um, couple of seconds for the guru in at headquarters mm. recently. Not far away, just knocking on the door. No one remembers. No one remembers who comes second. <laughs> we uh, we spoke about Brock Luthway earlier about his successful Kalgoorlie season, and uh, he's got a very interesting runner here, number two, Ollie's Choice in this uh, series uh, heat two of the West Speed Platinum Series. Uh, Ollie's Choice six starts, three wins, three seconds. First up. 93 days between run 60 kgs. Looks a smart horse on the rise. Can uh, is is that you're on top of here, Ollie's choice? Yeah, it is. I'm actually really keen. I thought mm. I marked Ollie's choice aggressively at two dollars eighty five as well, um, but the market's just uh, come for it early. So I think we'll sit back and be patient and and hope uh, for recovery price on betfairs. A few of these that could be supported in the market. So I'm I'm not completely writing off the chance of us seeing three dollars again, which I'd feel comfortable having a bet around, but. Uh, yeah, he could be he could be undefeated. Um, really, all his choice. He was uh, he was deep the trip when second to let's gallivant. He was held up badly behind Holla Maria, and he was out the back wide on a track. He wanted to be on the fence uh, from memory, race, with, with yeah. sixty one um, at Pinjarra. So, and they're all huge runs. So he'll be better over fourteen hundred. Big loping type of fella, but. From the gate, you'd hope that they, yeah, yeah, you'd hope they just use him a little, try and get on the back of Wuhan Warrior Requisition, who'll probably lead and lead us back. Um, And I just think he's the best horse in this race. He just needs to make sure he's in clear air early enough. Uh, I don't really want to be on any others. Um, I think Wuhan Warrior is probably slightly over the odds purely on the fact it'll lead with the Easterly at Ascot and it'll find the fence and Holly Watson's on. Yep. Uh, Jared Noski rode in the trial, so don't forget he's a heavy weight hoop. I think he's uh, speaking to Jared recently, I think he's about 62 kegs at the moment. Well, he was uh, at that trial. He'd be down now for mm. the, uh, to ride on, on Saturday, but yeah. Yep. 
So yeah, look, I think, but I, I don't, I don't know if Wuhan Warriors is the same horse. So it's not going to probably get me at twelve, thirteen dollars. Just a uh, a way you might want to look at playing the race if you don't want to dive into the favourite, or if you want to just play some leaders early and, and keep things simple. Um, I thought the winner, Hot Blooded, last start was the winner of a horse that's going to keep winning as well. Uh, that was Hot Blooded, Hot Stable. Yeah, uh, hot, exactly Louis right. Luciani. Yeah, that was um, that was super and, and requisition. There's no reason he gets the perfect map here on the back of uh, Wuhan Warriors. So there's no reason it can't win. So they're the ones I would focus on. Um, other horses strong in the market: Forest War, Valency, Dadira. Pretty happy taking on with a degree of confidence. Yeah, Ollie's choice for me as well. I thought the the value. Brad went up four bucks. Yeah, I think it was four dollars. I got a bit excited that we might see that across the uh, board upon opening, but um, geez, I thought I actually did think we might see like three fifty, three eighty. Who knows? Late price. I missed, late I missed, price I missed the uh, the big unveil. What was the across the board price when they first went up? Oh, two ninety or something. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, three fifty is what I would have got excited about to try and hop in for an early bet. But that's a good thing. Sometimes when they're too short, like if it's say 320, you're like, oh, 310, you're like, oh, it's like a touch and go. Do I take this? Do I wait? But at two, what's it now? 250, you just, you hold fire and you you hope the bet fair sort of pops back out. It's the same with Lexington City. It's just too short right now. So it's not even a question of if I'm going to take it. It's a, no, not taking it. We'll wait. And, and you'll find the majority of the time they are getting back out to, the backable prices too, so could be money for a horse like Valency, um, Wuhan Warrior could definitely definitely be money support. for Wuhan Warrior. It's mm. going to lead. I, I thought the for, for me the the value runner um, who has the who has the quality to impact this race is Success Play. I um its form over the should Belmont, have won first up last yeah, prime. Its form over the Belmont winner winter was pretty consistent around some some reasonable opposition. Saturday Saturday grade raced consistently. Uh, Chris Parn and Neville Neville's teams flying. So I thought Success Play twelve bucks sort of thing at the moment was a bit of value. I thought he he was my equal second favourite in my market. Okay. So, other than that, pretty keen. Ollie's choice here, but as a guru outlined there, the the price just isn't isn't quite juicy at the moment, or it might be. Depends on how you rate that particular horse, but um, exactly. Yeah, I tried to be aggressive as well, so um, maybe I wasn't aggressive enough. Yeah, well, Wuhan leads, and um, we said that with Carly's Karma. Sort of, it's a very yeah, similar setup to yeah. Carly's Karma. It's a horse I really, really want to be on, especially after seeing Prawn's Eleven win well off a similar break. You sort of have a bit of trust that Stable's doing the right things with these horses off ninety days or so. Um, Carly's Karma era pricing at about three twenty. I think we recorded the podcast. It was about two fifty, and um, I thought I was super aggressive with my three twenty first up, and um, yeah, crept back out to basically bang on. So. Mm. Really, it probably shouldn't have been a bet. Had a tiny little wiggle, but I, I suspect it'll be something similar here. A few people with, um, yeah, have wanted to be on early and they've just knocked it in a little bit. There's a Luthwaite runner who we'll be chatting about um, later in the show, resuming the W Oaks winner, Lady mm. Chat, as well. So, um, busy weekend for Brock and his team. Moving on to race three, it's the first running of the Tab Touch Placid Up Prelude, $100,000 race over the 1,000 metres. <clears throat> Only the only the six acceptors and one has come out. Uh, number six, my Bella May. So this poor morning. old poor old Dion Luciani will be scratching his head with um, in regards to my Bella May. Got a got a message from Scotty Embry who was alerting me <laughs> to the fact that my Bella May was scratched from the 
placid up prelude on Saturday in favour of the um, of the three-year-old sprint race on Melbourne Cup Day, the uh, special conditions sprint. Unfortunately, it appears as though after taking 16 nominations for that Cup Day three-year-old sprint, the field fell away to three acceptors. The race was deleted, which means that my Bella May doesn't run on Saturday and she also does not run on Tuesday. So... Um, yeah, that's a disappointing result for the for Dion and connections there because uh, Maya Bellamy certainly blew the blew the clock apart there um, with its debut victory midweek. But um, just the five runners now. We've got Just Go, Baby Paris, All Show, Costume Party, Invincible Ruby. But uh, it does look like a racing two between All Show currently odds on dollar eighty five and Baby Paris uh, two sixty. Yeah, I'm very, very short all show here. Um, it's just such a good speed map, and I think it's probably the best horse over the 1,000 as well. Uh, just go leads. Baby Paris very likely ends up in the breeze. Um, the two roughies don't go quick early, so they're no. both just out of the back. They're not part of it. For me, it's just a three-horse race, and all show just parks on them. So um, one of the better – I'm just looking here. It's $1.90 at the agency I've got up here. I think it's one of the better $1.90 pops that I've – just about seen, I reckon. I was a dollar seventy-five with my Bella May, who I actually had considerably longer. Um, so dollar sixty-two it comes into for uh, all show for me. Uh, Sean O'Donnell can decide if he wants the back of Baby Parish, who wants the back of Just Go. Um, like he can actually choose. Yeah, because to be honest, Ruby and Costume Party won't keep up. Exactly yeah. right. I mean, my worry to some degree is he kicks up, tries to kick up and lead, or <laughs> just ends up kicking up and leading. Just Go pressures him, and Baby Parish is the one sitting in behind him. But mm. you can't allow for that to happen. It's a th in my mind, it's basically a three horse field. You have to just allow for normal listening, luck listening and to, the best horse to win over a short course. So listening to Trevor Andrews on the radio. Yesterday, I believe, he gave the impression that um, they'll be they'll be allowing those horses to to cross, yep. and so that's the preferred option. But she does bounce and sort of muster pretty quickly. Yeah, well, she does now. Yeah, yeah, she didn't in her first prep, but yeah, uh, yeah she's definitely added that to her repertoire, and that's why I've even um, touted her as a potential winter bottom stakes horse because she will get in with forty nine and a half. She'll get in with forty nine or so. I think in the winter bottom, is that right? 50, I think. 51. It's, it's yeah. lower and it gets over further as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she gets in with about 50 kilos. Um, she's got gate speed. She's got a turn of foot. She's yeah. got all the right elements to yeah. be it. And that's why I think Trevor hasn't even nominate, nominated her for the guineas or anything. He'll be, his plan, I think, will be the prelude, the the arc, and then potentially a winter bottom stakes. Yeah. And um, I think that's a great move for a, an untapped three year old, but it's probably not seen enough after we saw um, a three year old win the big race in Everest. Everest. Yes, I think. Just, just want to double check that, Terry. Uh, so, fifty-two and a half should get in a winter bottom. Fifty-two. Oh, okay, I thought yeah. it might be even less. So there yeah. you go, fifty-two and a half. So, yeah. either way, um, look, she was huge first up, and obviously didn't get a, a lip of air last start. And um, look, I think if she's held that form as much as I rate Baby Paris, and I really do rate Baby Paris, I just think from the breeze first up, it's a uh, you got a, a a little filly on your back that's uh, absolutely breathing fire, I just won't be able to hold her out. Mm, Pete Nucky, interesting t what t he's going to do tactically. How long can he keep all show well, inside that's what I said. him? Well, he know? doesn't – that's the thing. Sean he doesn't, Sean he doesn't have to come across and he can sort of just be – Sean O'Donnell can just go the 1-1. He can leave the box seat empty. I don't know why it's called the box set either because I don't think it's a good spot to be all this the coffin. Time. It needs to be – it could needs to be called the coffin. <laughs> the coffin. Um, but, he can do whatever he wants. But the thing is, but if he gets held Pete up for the entirety, to... if he gets held up for the entirety in a three-horse field, 
you just cop that, I reckon. And you say that's it's not my day. Yeah. But um, he can get held up to the one fifty, and he's still so, in the race. Yeah, yeah. Do you think um, this isn't a? This shouldn't be much of a tactical affair. This should be come down to oh, who's, Pete, who's, Pete who's will, the best horse. Pete will, who's the Pete best Nucky horse? Will definitely try and make it a tactical. Oh, he should affair. do, but yeah. it shouldn't come. It, it, the results shouldn't come down to that. If you think Baby Paris is as good a horse as all show, then that's that's a good reason to back Baby Paris 100. But I think this race it should in a, in what basically is a a trial or a track gallop. It should just come down to who's the best horse over a thousand. Yeah. I think if we start allowing for luck in this, your mindset's in the wrong place. And that's what I often, when I'm having a, a run where I feel like I'm getting every hard luck story you can possibly cop, I start thinking about things like that. Like, oh, shit, hang on, I've got barrier two. I'll probably get held up. If I'm getting held up in a three-horse field, then fuck me. It's no, but it's, it's definitely going to so. be a talking point leading into the race yeah. because all, like, all, all shows the horse to beat, yeah? Yep. So the so the Websters and Peter Nucky will be trying to devise a, a plan to maximise their winning chances. But I was a dollar sixty seven, I think, all shows, yep. something like that. So I remember Crypt coming on here for the three-year-old classic and he was chips in, uh, very, very short all show and obviously never got out, but the but – the, the, f- no, the figures were there, the money oh, was man, there, wouldn't, but wouldn't the, surprise the me if, there, so. if Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people are actually interested in the $1.90. I know, yeah, yeah it, it really wouldn't surprise me. So that was probably the, the really interesting part, and my Bella May scratching is probably real negative for uh, Baby Paris because yes. it probably left um, it in a, in the same pocket. Yeah. And if Just Go and, and Baby Paris hold their lines really tightly, that's when potentially it gets a bit, uh, bit interesting. But, mm. yeah, the fact that, Sean O'Donnell can pick his back. That's the thing. He can pick which back he wants to be on. And you'd think he'll probably look at the safe option and just go to the breeze back, even if it means um, going, obviously, the longer way around. Um, I'd say that's what he'll do, but it should be a sit and steer. Well, that, but I should, those, I should those never, horses- I should never say that. Those horses out the back, they won't be able to- As long as- They won't be able to be close enough to impact the- No, nah, they won't be anywhere near it. They won't be part of this race. Yeah. So, yeah. As long as, yeah. As long as- um, yeah, hopefully Keshaw on Invincible Ruby doesn't start yelling at him from six, six, <laughs> six lengths away because he, he hasn't. Just, you know, Sean, that, just that, Sean, that blinkers be, on, look, looking forward, beaten, please, so. Sean. So, yeah. um, anyway, we'll hold fire and I'm not really a sub even money punter, but uh, yeah, we'll hold fire and if we see two bucks, I'll be pretty happy to press the trigger. It's it's actually been, will, it's been interesting in like, the trainer's environment recently to see names like, Webster, Luciani, Andrews, Parnham, like just training like all, boys. All, all in form and they're all stalwarts of the uh, WA, WA racing trainers scene. So um, yeah, what is uh, what is old is new again. And uh, some of these some of these stables have got some exceptionally talented horses going around. So it's good to see. Good to see. But obviously the Placid Up Prelude, this is the first running uh, launching into the First five hundred thousand dollar, half a million dollar Placid Arc stakes in uh, that's on uh, in two weeks' time on the twelfth of November. So looking forward to that one. That should be an absolute cracker race four. I think it will be as well. And yeah. I like to hear yesterday that Prawns Eleven's going there um, after its win midweek. Oh, I think Prawns Eleven is a proper race horse. I don't know if it's as good as these, yeah. but I'm glad it's going there. Out of real, well, I'm not actually that glad it's going there because I've had a fairly good crack all show all in. But um, just for the interest in the race, I think it's great that horses like Prawns. 11 go in there with real different form lines so very good horse prawns 11 mm, very good a, horse it was a terrific uh, return oh, yesterday. you know it was an amazing run yesterday alaska, alaska lot. lot what the what was that 
that was just about the that won't lose anywhere it goes. Oh well, then again, if it races like that and finds trouble like it did, um, it can lose any race. But uh, that was one of the more eye-catching runs that I've seen in in a bloody long time. Alaska, let's so. say uh, half to Alaskan God and um, friend of the show Luke Dayton actually purchased. Uh, Alaska lot as I a, it was a weanling purchase. for yeah. six thousand, and then he sold it at the yearling sales for only sixteen thousand dollars. That's all oh he could dear. get for it. Josh Crispin Racing was the was the buyer. Um, Jeez, well, Josh, if you want if you want uh, some other owners, I'm happy taking a share for the oh. same for that. That was wild after the stable. Mate, I was, so I do, yeah, I was like, what's that horse just poking through after there? The was, uh, relation, sorry. Yeah, yeah so uh, yeah. yeah, just some horses really catch your eyes the way they um yeah the way they hit the line that was that was something that was something mm. race four the crown perth handicap over 1800 meters we see the return of the wa oaks winner lady chant from a um almost successful trip to south australia and second in the south australian uh, classic there a group three 2500 meter race back in may um Pray again, uh, one of the fancies was really unlucky at Northern the other day, Thir uh, third up, stepping up in trip. Truly inspired, very uh, well-related, Cerise and White Runner caught the eye, first up over the 1,600 metres. He's stepping up to 1,800 with um, CJP in the saddle and, of course, Banana, who uh, Terry threw out um, on the show last week on the quick backup for Brett Pope and Sean McGruddy. Race four, Crown Perth Handicap Guru. Um, yeah, well, this is one that's still, uh, this is a race. I like the early part of this card. What am I trying mm. to say? Get it out, Terry. Um, I like the early part of this card. The, the second half of the card, I think, is a lot more difficult. It's probably better racing and mm. it'll be more enjoyable to watch. So I'm hoping to make our money early. Um, but I really do like Prey again here, yes. BJ. I think it'll be very popular. Uh, still 350, 380, 390. I think that's a. Pretty generous little price. Um, always a bit of a query. Like the, the six day 1300 to 1800 is probably not my go so much, but, and this will sound funny and it's not something I look for too often, but the way he carried his head late prey again, he's a horse that's dying to get out over further. Uh, you watch his win against inflation last time out when he will get probably the same run as he'll get here over the mile. He just stretched out so nicely. You can tell he just. He just wants to race over a longer journey. you got to remember he was down 100 metres at Northern. He got held up for half the straight. Northern was a very boggy, plotty type of track. Like, I just feel like it's really warm. I've done a lot of racing at Northern. It's just not easy to pick up and sprint. And last week it wasn't easy to make an inch of ground whatsoever on Northern Cup Day. Um, and I think he'll be uh, – yeah, he'll love the return to Ascot. The six-day back up to 1,800. I actually <coughs> quite like that for him here. The fact Vitalize – who's an absolute battler, is your current second favourite, tells you a bit about this race. Truly inspired, is an absolute battler as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I think I was 250, pray again. I was pretty pretty short, pray again. So Yeah, I was 350, pray again, yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, he picks himself here. I think the biggest danger is Gobella. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen Gobella travel like she did last start. She's a horse that's off the bit and – Chasing and always making her jockeys uh, earn their riding fee, but um, she she smoked them. Smoked. They went they went quick. They went super quick. Stevie Parnham found the three wide line with cover, and um, yeah, she absolutely smoked them. Didn't beat March, but she absolutely smoked them. And if she repeats that performance, she can yeah she can one hundred percent win again. She's definitely the danger. Um, yeah, I've marked those a clear one too. Pray again a clear number one, um, and then anything. Lady Chant was my third favorite, but very hard to win. 
with 61, three or four back the fence for a horse probably looking for further? I feel as though the low draw is good for Pragan as well. His last two starts at Ascot when he's been uh, three wide line, he hasn't cornered at mm. all. He's got on the wrong leg and lost significant ground, significant momentum. So if he can have a horse outside him. Um, I think he will. There looks yeah. to be a three wide line here as well, I'd yeah. suggest. That's that's the only concern is you don't want Go Bella in the three wide line and Steve will remember how well Go Bella, Go Bella, Go Bella uh, sustained that run last start. So that's probably my one concern. But again, I've, you've got to stop allowing for the good barrier. I'm not allowing for, but thinking, oh, the good barrier might hinder me here because um, I'll, I'll get bad luck in the three wide line will hold me in. And, and that's that's a bad way for the mind to go. But that is definitely how Gobella can win this race. And um, three wide line back of Aragon, potentially. Um, and off, off off Stevie goes. But uh, yeah, I've, I've got the Pragan blinkers on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm keen Pragan. I thought the. <clears throat> what do you think your ROI is on Gobella over the gym? <laughs> I don't think I've backed Gobella too many times, I to have. be honest. Never, yeah. never, when it's, never when it's one. Maybe. One when Ki- back in the day, I might have back it when Kira won on it on a heavy track. But I so, know, um, geez, yeah, go Bella can Brad McManus has got a theory about Stephanie Bakranich horses, they just don't go ignore them. Um, they go far better, and he was all man came out after just plodding away at Northam and yes. winning a 66 plus. What happened there? Oh. That, as soon as that race happened, and I just I just thought, nah, this is going to be a tough day. It would have been nice if, if Brad, Brad just sort of crept into the race a little bit earlier on uh, Mystery Island, but um. Nice for my pocket anyway, but uh, oh, oh man, off and gone. Oh man, dearie me, man oh man. Uh, yeah, Ian O'Connor is a big fan of uh, the Butchie, a big fan of Go Bella, so I reckon mm. it'd be interesting to see what his ROI is oh. on. He's a big fan of the Bakrenich stable as a whole actually, so no doubt he'll be getting invested in Nero Dio in the Prince of Wales, which we'll be getting to soon. My interesting watch runner, uh, who's a big price at the moment, could be a little bit maddy. She is a bit mad, actually, this horse. Mrs. America, um, absolute, was just uh, nothing went right. First up, three and four wide, leading, pulling. Second. Um, sorry, yeah, second up, last up with, with Sean O'Donnell on board. Um, gets a smother from three, ridden quiet. Paddy Carberry, I wouldn't be surprised to see Mrs. America um, poke through and run top three at a price as well. Yeah, I've sacked her, but I I would not be discouraging you from backing her. Definitely, she's got some upside. Um, well, another, I wouldn't mind my ROI on Cerise and White Runners in the last two months either. Yeah, I reckon it's neg twenty million. Yeah, that's not even a percentage. <laughs> that's that's what it is, though. Anyway. I think. Um, I think I've backed the second horse of the only race they won recently. What was that? Uh, First fashion stakes, I think, was oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> got, got run down yeah. by Rare Encounter, and I was like, oh, gee, gee whiz. Well, so. the last three, the last three Saturdays have been right. Treasured Star, Devoted, Billy Ray. Yes, and I think I was on all three. Mm. Actually, I wasn't undevoted in the end because it, it was too short, thank God. Yeah, but I did me absolute. I, 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 I was on, on the two, other of the, two. two of the three. So, yeah. bloody hell, it's mastermind time. It is. Listeners. We should get Bob on the mastermind. Yes, we should actually. He'd be good. Bob versus Liam. Bob versus Liam. Yeah. Exactly right. yeah. <laughs> Grandfather versus grandson. All right. We'll be back with the mastermind. BJ. Yes. It is now time for the much anticipated Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition. The grand finale. The media mogul mastermind 
tournament. Yes. It's been a long journey. It certainly has been a long journey. But we're uh, arduous. arduous. But we're here. Only two remain. We'll, we'll get to those people very shortly. But first of David all. David and Goliath. <laughs> first of all, let's thank our friends up there at the Mundaring Hotel. The Mundaring, of course, has been heart of the hills since 1899. Uh, located at Jacoby Street, the Mundaring. If you get an opportunity, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say g'day. Let him know that you listen to the 1-1. Feed, flutter, froffies, family atmosphere, big deck, uh, beautiful weather. Hopefully the sun's out this weekend. Uh, get up there and, uh, and support the, uh, the good people from the Mundaring Hotel. All right, we've got uh, two heavy hitters, two true moguls ready to compete for the Friss Guru. We certainly do. We certainly do. Uh, one of them undefeated just about mm. undefeated i got he's that lost, wrong last time didn't he's i he's gone once. down once yes gone down once and uh and the other man coming off a four nil drubbing of uh, of one of the pre-post fancies mm -hmm. scotty Embry. that's correct correct so what we'll do is we'll introduce our first mogul he's a hall of famer from a mastermind oh, point of view. He's, only he's tasted, the Hall of Fame. They probably named the Hall of Fame <laughs> after him. Only tasted defeat once in mastermind history. Let's bring him in. Jay Rooney, welcome back. G'day, guys. How are we going? Very well, Jay. Very well. How are we feeling going into? I mean, you've lots had a, of pressure, isn't it? Well, there is a lot of pressure. Mm. Yeah, you're sort of going around at the uh, at the shorts. You remind me of Divine Wind in the Collie Cup a few weeks ago, going around <laughs> at a dollar forty with the weight of uh, the weight of the Ascot Grandstand on board. Uh, how, how are we feeling? Uh, you sound a little bit shaky. Oh yeah, there's, there's, there are a few nerves there. There's always expectations on. Um, I think everyone likes seeing the favourites get rolled as well, don't they? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I've, I've openly said I'm cheering for Michael here, and it takes a fair bit for me to cheer for Michael. I like Michael, but not enough to cheer for him passionately. So it's a uh, it's a bit of a lose lose for me today, unfortunately. Hey Jay, uh, it's it's uh, WA Racing heating up big time as we progress towards the pinnacles. No doubt your phone's uh, running hot at the moment. Um, just had a quick job to Jay off air just to say that he's he's is he has he been replaced as the number one newsbreaker in WA Racing? No, I don't think so. Don't think so. Still no. got the mantle. No, because Julio Santarelli's coming in hot recently on uh, in his various uh, media commitments. Julio, so uh, it's going to be a good tussle between good to Jay. See Julio back and in yes, in good health, in good health, in as good well, nick, so. fit and firing. So Jay, um, lots to look forward to. We'll, no doubt we'll be speaking to you plenty over the next uh, month or two with the pinnacles on the horizon. Let's bring in our second mogul. Our uh, he's just he's in he's in career best form, isn't he, this fellow? Michael Heaton. Hello, Michael Heaton. Welcome back. Hello, boys. Great to be back on. What was the what was the conversations like? Was it a bit frosty between you and Scotty Embry after the uh, the four 0 gap job uh, last time you were on the show? <laughs> I sent him a message the next morning. I think it was, and said uh, this. Uh, must have, felt, must have felt for the impressive racing camp when Claire Boyant first got rolled. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, uh, I was on good terms with myself, that's for sure. <laughs> Very I good. didn't know Jay had actually been defeated. I thought he was undefeated. No. Who rolled him? Toby, Toby Dunn. Dunn. So there's, there's two, there's two um, 
uh, heads, two, two masterminds, two heads on Mount Rushmore, on Mount Rushmore Toby mm-hmm. Dunn and Jay Rooney. But for, Does Heaton get his head up there for this? Well, this is the thing that we need to determine. Does so, Jordan Turner might need to get his head up there for winning the competition as well? Well, did they win five in a row, though? That's mm-hmm. the thing. So maybe if Michael defeats Jay today, does that get automatic qualification for the Hall of Fame or does he you have to go what? on to win five in a row? You know what? I reckon we might cross that bridge when we come to it. Very good. Well, all right. well, we're about to find out anyway. Uh, Jay Rooney versus Michael Heaton in the Frisk finale. Here we go. <clears throat> Gentlemen, your names are your buzzers and to be crowned this week's mastermind you and the winner of the Frisk, you'll need to be the first person to answer four questions correctly. Jay Rooney, are you ready? I was born ready. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Bit of bravado we're not yeah, used to hearing from fame. Mr. Rooney. There that's he the is. Fame. <laughs> Beating uh, the chest as he walks out. We come from the land down under. <laughs> Michael Heaton, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. All right, lads. Who am I? At eight years old, the next stage of my career has just begun under my fourth trainer. I'll have start number 43 at Ascot on Saturday where I'll be chasing win number 11 and unlikely win number 11. I started my career with Grant and Alana Williams going under as a $1.45 favourite down the Pinjarra shoot at start number two. I only lasted one more outing with that yard before I was quickly sold for a pittance. After being sold, I won my first six starts for my new owners with Mitchell Pateman guiding me home on five of those six occasions. In fact, Mitch rode me at nine of my ten wins with Glenn Smith, the other hoop, to salute aboard me. I'm best served with lemonade. I had three attempts to win my locally based connections, the Hannon's Handicap, being unsuccessful on each occasion. Interestingly, they were the only three times I lost in the goldfields, winning my other seven. Jay? Jay. Sims Royal. Oh, oh, very good. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Yes. That's the first time I've got to the end of one. I had nothing left that to say. That was it. That was it. <laughs> you were I had out, nothing you're left out to of fuel. Yeah. I had absolutely nothing left to say after that. So, uh, yeah, Pims Royale. Pims Royale. Pims Royale. Yeah, no, I had no now idea with, that one. Sold yeah, with Graham Ayers. I thought, I thought when I dropped the uh, I'm best served with lemonade, I thought that might have been you, Mickey. I, I thought that would be your type of uh, go after, <laughs> after you've had your third or fourth beer. You might, uh, yeah. You no, might I was in all thoughts of that one. Okay, well, here we go. Rooney won. Rooney won. Okay, so same deal with the who was the last jockey. First to two. You get it wrong, goes to the other person. Rapid Um, fire. Yeah, rapid fire. We might go for a couple of sticky ones in here as well just to keep (laughs) things interesting. All right, who was the last jockey to win aboard? Roger the Roman. Michael. Michael. Peter Hall? No. Jay. Three, um, two, Galati. negative. Michael, Michael, Kiriel, negative. Jay, Brad Rowilla, negative. It was Ben Patterson. You guys are done. It's two guesses each. I've changed okay. the rules oh, on the spot. How's that? Go. Bang. Right. Who was the last jockey to win aboard? Rock on Tommy, Michael, Michael, Peter Nucky, Peter Nucky. Oh, lucky Nucky. 
Mickey Hayden's on the board. A while ago for um, Bill Doughty. Yes. The train Doughty. Sorry, probably pronounced that correctly at all. All right, 1-0. First to two. Who was the last jockey to win a board? Sam Surian. Michael. Jay. Michael. Jason Brown. Meg. Jay. Queen Johnson Porter. It was. Oh. CJP took Good over the week. Good gap. Ah, uh, good Ray. He wrote it well that day. He was. Okay, one all. Sudden death. Who was the last jockey to win a board special view? Michael. Michael. Lucy. Negative. Jay. Jay. Uh, Joey at the party. Negative. Michael. Oh, that, that was my next guess. Oh. Well, lucky uh, Holly guess. Watson. Negative. Jay. Oh, Lord. Um, Mitchell Payman? Negative. That's it. it was two, two. Sean McGrady. Sean McGrady. Sean yeah. McGrady. Right. Okay. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Stage Man? Michael. Michael. Pikey? Negative. <laughs> Negative. Jay. <laughs> Queen Johnson Porter? It was oh, CJP. CJP. Oh, double CJP yeah, in there, yeah. you know, really mix it up a little bit. That might have thrown you. So, no, Pikey, Pikey hated riding stage, He man. did. He didn't yeah, get Yeah, openly, openly said he hated riding stage, man. So, oh, thrilling, though. It thrilling. Was, that oof. could be the end of who was the last jockey to win a world overall. <laughs> but, like, what a what a journey we've had just on that path on its own. So, all right. So, Jay's off to a fly here. He's, he's off uh, to a fly. But Michael's a good sitting sprinter, though. Yes, that's right. That was a bit of cover. Pounce late. All right. Mm. To Neil, to Jay. Here we go. Who trained West Australian champion Hall of Fame galloper Placid Ark? Michael. Don't know. Dead heat. Oh, come on. Surely. All right, Michael. <laughs> uh, Wally Mitchell, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, gee whiz. This is, uh, this oh, is interesting. Oh, that's a <laughs> I think I think fair enough too. I think that's a fair enough protest. So that was the. Uh, do you guys ever used to play Daytona, where if you got too far ahead, the other car just um, they let the like, let you catch up. <laughs> that was like the original. Yeah, the, that the, was old the, school Daytona. I've just done. my phones on delay. I'll, I was, would have swore I was first then. I reckon yeah. it was. Both of ours are on delay. I reckon it was a dead eight. Yeah, I I thought I heard the M first. I thought yeah. I. Didn't, we'll call it two one. If it, if it gets tight late, we'll we'll review the. Oh, we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we can do whatever we Mate. want. That's the best part. All right. All right. We uh, – 2-1. 2-1. 2-1. Seems like the racing victorious. <laughs> uh, Barrier draw. Well, well, after everything that's happened in uh, racing Victoria and New South Wales in the last couple of days, surely it's time for the Perth stewards to get involved in 100%. a bit of controversy. So uh, right. here we go. The answer to the next question will be lucky, will be lucky gray without doubt. All right. Yes. <laughs> Jason Whiting was the successful hoop aboard Lady Chant in this year's WA Oaks. Who was the female rider of Lady Chant at her next start in the WATC Derby? Was it Lady Michael? Jay. Lisa Staples. Oh, that's good. That's good. good. That's a very good get. Yeah. Late replacement rider for Lacta, I think. 3-1, 3-1 to Rooney. 3-1, yeah. That's that's class. That's that's absolutely, yeah. That's, that's impressive. Okay. Here we go. 
who are the two horses with the first name Elite to have won Prince of Wales Stakes in the last 10 years? Michael. 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 Uh, elite Bell and Elite Street. Oh, oh hey, good. There's still a heartbeat. There's oh, still a pulse. Here we go. What do we got? 3-2. Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. To Rooney. 3-2. Lucky I looked that up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who rode Valor Road to win the 2020 Prince of Wales State? Hey, Michael. Jay. Oh, he has a party. Yeah. Chloe has a party. <laughs> Correct. Uh, he's, just, he's just too good, isn't he? Yeah. He's too good. Through the J. And the, here's one thing I'll say about Jay. He's very lucky. He's got a short name. Yes. It's really easy to throw it in there. Jay. Oh, it's only it's one letter. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. Michael. Michael should just use M next time. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's the thing. He's just, it's just one letter. Ah, uh, he's done it. The hot favourite. Mm. He was a tournament favourite from as soon as we took nominations. And he, uh, he didn't disappoint. He delivered. On the big stage once again, Jay Rooney. Congratulations! You are the inaugural winner of the Friss. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, getting a bit emotional here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> understandable. Understandable. I, I, hundred percent robbed you of a, a four-nil win as well. I suspect so. You getting the you getting the Chris Chris Waller tears? Are you there, Jay? What's going on? Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, as soon as, as soon as Terry told me it was called the Frid. Yeah, I, I had I told him uh, I'll die a happy man if I win that. So. <laughs> there you go. It's a pinnacle. It really is. The, the pinnacles have started early. Hey, Mickey, I'll, I'll change my Twitter bio now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gonna, yeah. I'm disappointed. Okay, no, you haven't already. Don't worry, we'll be watching Jay. Make sure you yeah. follow through on that. That's for sure. Hey, but, Mickey, a little bit of controversy there, late. You, you thought you heard your uh, your name first there? Yeah, but the phones must be on delay because obviously we both thought we had it the previous time too. Because I thought I was. I'm pretty confident Jay was first as well. To be honest, I'm pretty confident Jay was first for the Placid Art question too. I just uh, just wanted to keep things interesting, to be honest with you. So, should I admit to that? Probably not. Nah. Yeah. Perth well, Stewards. Hashtag Perth yeah, Stewards. Yeah. Uh, no, thank- well done, Jay. Too good. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Well thanks for uh, always giving up your time to uh, to um, join us here on the 1-1. One, one. We'll hopefully get you on to do some form with us uh, one one of the uh, pinnacle meetings in the next yeah, month Joe. or so. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, thanks, Michael. Thanks for all your contributions to the podcast. But Jay Rooney, he is the winner and uh, remains uh, on top of Mount Rushmore alongside Toby Dunn from, um, from the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. The Media Mogul Tournament has been run and won. Congratulations once again, Jay. That's another $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. Mate, big fill up for you. When are you heading up there to, to drop in and see Butchie? I'm going to have to soon. I've got a, got a few uh, few hundred dollars to spend up there. No, oh, so, the old um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you might you might just about be able to uh, to buy the Mundaring Hotel with all the vouchers you got. Just rock up there and say how much for a share. <laughs> very how much good, for your debt. Very good, Jay. When if, if you do happen to go up there and make sure you hunt down the great man uh, Ian O'Connor, get a photo with him with all your vouchers. Chuck it up on Twitter. That'd be fantastic. And uh, yeah, and once again, thanks thanks for all your support for the show. And uh, yeah, congratulations once again. Good luck, fellas. Well done. Thank you, Thanks, guys. The Friss just dominant, wasn't it? From uh, from Jay Rooney once again. He's uh, he's just he's just too good. He's too quick. He's just too quick. He's too slick. So <laughs> he is. He is. Um, I liked Michael's tactic in the who was the last jockey. He didn't mm. get the point, obviously, yeah. but it was basically just get the horse's name, say the name. 
first and off you go. So yeah, bit stiff. I went the double. I did the double jockey on purpose there, the same jockey twice because mm. you're not expecting the same hoop twice. And obviously, stage man was going to be either CJP or uh, or Pikey were the two obvious guesses. So now valent, valent, valent. Valiant. Valiant. Mm. Misty, I thought I missed an eye there. Gallant. Valiant. Gallant. 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 Yeah. gallant. A gallant, a valiant effort. Yeah, valiant. From, uh, from Michael, but uh, geez, I reckon Jay, one letter Actually, Jay, I think, might be unbeatable. I think from a pro- progression point of view, M. Heaton, he's the real, he's the up-and-comer. He'll, be better, he'll be better as a four-year-old, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, he'll be a better horse than a four-year-old. So. And that's yep. not, yeah, yeah, that's not just a throwaway as well. He's no. really come on in leaps and bounds. Yeah, certainly has. No. Um, but, yeah, so it still remains. It's a uh, Dunn, Rooney, they're the only two that uh, are in the Hall of Fame currently um, for the WA Racing Mastermind, sponsored by the Mundaring Hotel. Who's going to be the next face up there? On uh, Mount Rushmore, so we're looking for we're looking for new talent, more talent. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think we could? We should say, all right, we'll only have questions from the last three years, perhaps that might encourage more people to to chime in. Oh, potentially. I think we'll we'll work to the crowd to some degree. Mm. I think, Uh, like I said to you today, try and exclude as many Prince of Wales or Asian Bow questions as possible. Because I know Jay's done his research. Not that Michael wouldn't have, of course, as well, but. We'll, we'll, we'll play to the crowd. We'll play the crowd. Yeah. We're always up for a few grudge matches as 100%. well. If there's, there's a couple of uh, listeners out there who fancy themselves and want to square off against a uh, an opponent that uh, or a friend of theirs, then uh, we're always up for that as well. So we'll get the mastermind back into its normal, normal what, rotation. Wouldn't mind what up walks coming back on again shortly. <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah, I've, my I finally scalps. finally got rid of the headache from yeah. uh, from last time he was on. So well, he, um, he needs to come on, and take some scalps. I think hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um. But yeah, so that, be a line to take on him. But we uh the the, uh, the media mogul mastermind tournament was it was your baby Terry and uh it was uh it's been a hit. So. Oh, without a hitch as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Without a hitch, yeah. Even tried to cheat in the final to try and make it a bit more exciting. So we had, we had two buys. We had a controversy. There was uh, dead heats. There was all sorts of stuff going on. But I think at the end of the day, Jay Rooney uh, is a well and truly deserved winner. Very much so. Very much so. Well done, Mr. Rooney. Rooney. All right. The Friss has been run and won. Spectacular finale there to the media mogul mastermind tournament and we move on to race five the what do you call this race terry uh the q claim handicap <laughs> experience more eighty thousand dollars forty three thousand eight hundred and forty to the winner very good 66 plus over the mile uh santoria interesting run a three-year-old who's bypassed the um the faritha by the looks of Smart. things uh and has really maximized the three-year-old allowance here and gets in very very well at bit the weights bit of rejuvenating about this isn't it yeah good placement here um yeah. and uh yeah looks looks the, the white horse of the day just about plenty of speed involved through castillo de lago and uh mr delegator but santorio does roll forward and one one could be on offer here yeah yeah, something like that. I think it's been looking for the mile. Um, I just just purely on the fact it's such a big point of difference runner. And we've seen all the King's men demolish the older horses. Rejuva King, who I don't think's a superstar, came out and beat the older horses very surprisingly. And I think Santorio is probably better than Rejuva King. So um, 
just purely on the fact it's the point of difference runner, the three kilos it gets for its three-year-old allowance, you've got to have it on top. It's a very difficult one to price because like, mm. we are guessing to some degree. Um, but the fact you've got the two speed horses drawn directly outside of it, it can come across with them, park on them, whether it ends up in the breeze, whether it gets cover 1-1, one, one, as you said, which is a big chance. Um, just with that lightweight, it's got to be – Hard to uh, to run down. I think I was about three forty. Santorio, not not in a race I marked with a huge amount of confidence. Um, but I, yeah, I suspect just as the point of difference, it's it's the one to beat. Um, strike now, second favourite. It's an absolute battler. If it wins this, I'll just about give it up, I reckon. So um, strike now, can't win. Speed Dream is the one when I came into the race that I thought I would find. We'll see what the market does late with Speed Dream. Um, looked home for the world last start. Big money, Speed Dream and Holy Ghost. I actually said pre-race, there's two horses here I can't have. It's Speed Dream and Holy Ghost, and they couldn't held the race <laughs> by about, with about a three-length gap to third. So absolutely middled that one. Uh, for anyone looking at their race books and see Holy Ghost bar shoes on, they were already on last start, so don't be too perturbed about that. Um, I'm not sure how Holy Ghost will go with the extra weight. The yeah. few times it carried well, that both, weight earlier uh, in its career, it sort of peaked on its runs quite Both nice these horses are, So Holy Ghost up five kilos, Speed Dream's up, th- up yeah. three and a half. Speed yeah. Dream's carried weight really well in the past, so I'm less perturbed about that. So uh, Santorio, Speed Dream, and yeah, they're the two we're going to uh, have our focus on, I'd say. I actually think Strike Now can win. It's um, not good. Sorry? It's no good. Yeah, it's-, it's I'll up. give you a 10 to 1. Ten to one. Yeah, you'll put it up on the. Ten. I'll give you ten lunches to, to one lunch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Deal. Uh, ten, ten cheeseburgers <laughs> to one cheeseburger. Double, double cheeseburgers, or just a single? Double. I'll, double. Give, you, uh, I'll give you. No, I'll give you a double if it wins by over half. Strike <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right now. Point of going on low draw drops in weight. Um, Can't use the draw though. That's the thing. Yeah, the draw is pretty irrelevant for it. Yeah, I just think that he's uh, shit horse. Nah, it's, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> speed, speed's going to be on. Um, I can, I can see it sort of almost following. Um, Santorio, and I just if 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 Castillo de Lago and Mr. Delago really roll along, it's going to be a genuine mile as well, uh, which will be interesting to see how how that how Santorio goes coming out of a couple of slowly run races. But um, but yeah, I thought strike now. It's getting. I thought the initial strike now price was reasonable. It's getting in a bit a touch now, but um, has it shortened? Yeah, a touch, just a touch. So oh, yeah, um, was sort of about a seven dollar seven dollar pop. Opening ups now, sort of five fifty ish in the last hour or two. Um, Look, the one thing I've probably been a bit harsh. The one thing in strike now is favour is uh, when you got the speed on and they're going to be clapping it on and going around, especially where the rail will be at Ascot. The, the low draws could be anything. Yeah, the low draws could be anything. So it's just above my. I, I was sort of thirty to one. That's all. I, I've got a. <laughs> yeah, I haven't given it a huge, a huge chance. I don't think. I don't know if I was thirty one. That might be a bit harsh. Hang on. Let's see what I was. Let's have a look. Oh, I was twenty six dollars. All right, twenty six dollars. So, um, what'd you make of the constant dreaming first up run? Didn't mind it. Not bad. Didn't mind it. Not bad. Didn't mind just it. don't know how it wins from last. Yeah, very difficult from here. Clint Johnson Porter back on try for us. Yes. A bit ordinary last start, I thought. Pedernucky gave it a pretty good steer and it just didn't really come into the race. Uh, it's just one of those horses. I it was think a very a, slowly run race, though. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those horses. I, I think it's pretty good, but just a just a horse. So, um, yeah. 
Good little race. It is good little race as well. Like Mr. Delegator at the mile, eight starts, five yes. wins, unbeaten at the Ascot mile as well. Might even be suited toe-balling. Mm-hmm. If it can toe-ball Castillo Del Lago, that yeah. might actually end up suiting it. And just for the listeners, Castillo Del Lago was scratched October 8 at mm-hmm. Ascot with hoof soreness, which is why we've got the 35 days between runs. But Guru, it sounds if like it wins, If it wins, yeah, and you just sort of, you just cop that, don't you? Coming yep. off a setback. Castillo del Lago, you just go, okay. Too good. Fair enough. Too good, Laney. That's yours, Laney. Um, sounds like you're Santorio? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm not necessarily going to have a bet. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go for a bit of a laugh. I'm going to go strike now. Can win. Okay. Yeah, just, right. for, just for a laugh. <laughs> no. With an no. F. Laugh. With an F. A laugh. Uh, race six is the Byron Bay Premium Lager Handicap. 72 plus over the 1,000 metres. Uh, Ciparucci makes her return from a break. She trialled up alongside Acromantula, the second fave, recently. So both those two horses resume, and there's a few horses coming out of uh, coming out of lead-up races with, I guess, all-day session, Long Beach, River Bow, Gemma's Sunday, all opted to go to this particular race uh, opposed to the Prince of Wales Stakes later in the program. And I think they've all made the right decision as well. Um, how does the 1,000-metre Byron Bay shape up? Terry? Uh, it shapes up. I, mean, I found this. This was the final race I did for the um, for the evening. Actually, I really deep dove this card. I was a bit uh, disappointed with last week's performance on the um, uh, on the Saturday. In saying that, it was a very funny old day last Saturday. But so I did a real deep dive, and this is the last race. And I thought I'd give it a short shrift, but I ended up giving it a, a pretty good whack. So I think it's a really good betting race, BJ. So Acromantulus had two trials. Um, that's always a concern, but also could be the lads just getting it up to full fitness. Might be close to its mark, I think, with the 59 in this type of grade. But again, easterly in play. How's the uh, inside pad playing? That could be anything. So good day to be having late bets, by the way. So Acro leads. Acro leads. Now, everyone loves Snipperucci in the breeze, which mm-hmm. I do too, but Snipperucci isn't super, super quick over the first. So Acromantula could look to break its heart in the first couple of hundred metres here and make Snipperucci do a lot of work to get to the breeze. Um, I'm Snipperucci favourite. I'm, uh, I took a little bit of Brad's 420 or whatever. He went up this morning. Everyone else has gone up sort of 310-ish, 320, which is definitely not going to get me. I, I barely even took Brad's price, to be honest with you. I think I was 350 Snipperucci type thing. But from the breeze, uh, he could be there. She, sorry, she could be the one who's, who's in for a big campaign, even a potentially a late cracker to Colonel Reeves and have a go at a winter bottom on a year, which who knows how strong it's going to be, who's coming across type thing. Yeah, or she could just go mares, mares race. Yeah, she could do. She could do. you got to dream either, don't you? you got to dream, dream to dream. Big dream to dream. Um, one thing I'll say is I think the, the general consensus will be 1,200 might be a trip and it might well be, and that's why I'm not too perturbed about missing out on three bucks. Um, I thought, she, the two looked, times I thought like, she looked nice and sharp in that trial. Yeah, yeah. the two times over the 1,000, don't just look at that and go, oh, unplaced twice. Genuine excuses, and she wasn't at her best during that time. So they're sort of just forget runs. So, look, I think she's the one to beat. Um, there's not many I, I want to be on here. Like, I'm not back in Riverbow um, with Brandon. I think it's a hard horse to ride, and I don't think the apprentice is the go. Gemma's son from the awkward alley. I think Gemma's son's going well, but I only want to be on if Pontiff's on from the Feels awkward. like three wide line Gemma's son, doesn't yep. it? Um, Maybe even I want to come back up. to – Long Beach in a minute. Zushan didn't say enough from. Bazoom wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't after seeing Featherweight win for Danny last week. It wouldn't surprise me, but it can win. Well, it's, I think it's six, seven dollars. It can win from near last without me over the thousand for a horse that's probably going to want a bit further. Uh, Vane Temis can win, but again, from a th- over a thousand meters from the outside gate, like 
If it wins, so be it. No Too worries. Yep. Apple Schnapps isn't going, um, which leaves me with Long oh. Beach, who I'm not going to be on. And it is probably to do with the fact that we have a hoop on that hasn't rid- ridden a winner in a couple of years. Now, <laughs> feels like it's not Nascot Carnival unless we get a surprise Jared Noski appearance in the saddle. <laughs> and, and here it is. So Long Beach's last three runs, in particular its last run in the Crawford, have been phenomenal. Mm. Like, absolutely phenomenal. Um, definitely, like I'm seven dollars thirty, so it's actually slightly above my price at um, nine bucks at the moment. BJ, roughly about nine dollars at the moment. I would not begrudge anybody uh, having something on Long Beach. I think they'll look to ride it with a little bit of cover uh, after the success of last start and how strong it looked. I think they might have got into a mindset where this horse had to lead rather than the fact that some of its best runs when it was a Cerise and White runner when it was ridden with cover. So look for Jared Noski to find some cover. Probably no dead weight in the saddle, which is a positive. And look, Jared Noski's a superstar jockey. It's just about having the feel on race day after not having a ride for so long, which concerned me. So that leaves me with all day session. Um, I've been don't tell me. Yeah, I, I, don't I, tell I, me. I have been just basically putting a pen through it every single start. I think he's been over racing it. He's he's been just keeping the campaigns going. Then I had a bit of a look, and last campaign at one tenth up beating Kiss on All Four Cheeks <laughs> in a pretty similar-ish type of race at Ascot. Um, it's 11th up here, so it's not really much different to that. Um, three starts ago, it savaged the line after being held up um, on the wrong part of the deck with the 60 kilos. It then breezed, which is not its go, with 60 and a half. Uh, last start, it sat three deep, no cover the entirety. The thing is, all three, it's travelled so nicely. And you know when all-day session's ready to win a race, it's travelling well into races. Um, it's jumping well. I think it can actually hold a spot um, behind the leaders here. I think it can always take the back of Snipperucci, to be honest with you. Uh, and I just think maybe all day sessions ready to uh, to win 11th up after winning 10th up last prep. So, um, yeah, all day session, um, it will probably be the bet for me. I suspect it probably even gets to a bigger price, doesn't it? All day session. Finally, this is it. This is the day, I reckon, Terry. Oh, you're with me? Oh, yeah. I'm, I I'm, thought I'm, you I'm were. I'm back to the last 10, oh, 10 I starts. That's the thing. I haven't. I've got – and I've actually said this year in the past, I've got pretty good all-day session timing. So, um, so last uh, – I, I thought this would trade $10 plus, though. So last uh, – Brad I was, went up um, five, which mm, I was I obviously – So, obviously, McManus obviously doesn't mind a little bit of the sesh. Yeah, money um, mailey as well. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't want to get, didn't want to get burned by the money mailey uh, no, exactly. uh, fan club. Um, last Yeah, last start I was – I was all about uh, Rock and Ori, and um, I wanted to. F- I was sort of tossing up whether my chop out would be River Bow and uh, or All Day Session, and mm-hmm. I pulled the wrong rein because of uh, my my All Day Session. Geez, they both affair. got to from memory. They both got to chop up uh, the prices. Yes, exactly. I think All Day. So that's why I'm thinking. They'll both ten, eleven, twelve dollars. Nah, All Day Session got to twenty bucks. No, it did. Sorry, you're right. Because you right. I yeah, yes. I actually would knocked All Day Session that bad, but it yeah. got over my price, even though I knocked it that hard. So you're right. But this is a this will be a fascinating late watch market wise. Big chance Snipperucci could be absolutely walloped here and yep. jumped on, and everything else is is out the gate. Acromantula just the way it races. Uh, I think Bazoom will only drift from that price. Long Beach, as I said, it's over my mark at the moment. It's just what people want to do with Noski and the other one. I'm trying to find sure. Jared's last winner. I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, yeah, it's been a while, it's, but he hasn't. He hasn't been riding. He hasn't riding. So. I reckon it written matter, maybe. Yeah. Really it, yeah. His, Jared's last race ride uh, was the Belmont Sprint Summers Day back on the 28th of May. Speaking to Jared recently, um, because he's a dual 
licensed oh, individual. He the part of the conditions for him maintaining his jockey license is he have to he has to have I think it works out to be two or three rides per month uh, on average um, throughout the year. So um, if he doesn't have um, a certain amount of rides, he has to relinquish his jockey license and he can keep his trainer license. Yeah, but right. if he 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 enjoys as part of his breaking in and educating um, business that he runs. He enjoys taking them, especially the trouble horses, taking them through to trials mm -hmm. and putting the finishing touches on them in an official barrier trial. So if he wants to do that, he needs to um, get his race ride numbers up if he wants to continue doing that, so which is why we're probably seeing a bit more of Jared Noski having his two, three, four or five rides per month moving forward. Yeah, right. Yeah. Very good. So, but uh, yeah, all day session. Let's do it. All day session. Very what price were you, Snipperucci? <laughs> favorite? Uh, I was favorite, but I was more like four bucks. So, yep. 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 No, I think it's the right situation to look to potentially take it on. Yeah. And I was, what was I, all day session? I was um, 5.50, second five. Yeah. I was 4.60. And, but I knew I was over the top aggressive. Yep. I'm, I'm expecting, like, I've got, I think it will trade $10, but very nice. Very nice. Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Okay, Guru, it's the first of our feature events. We've got Race 7, the Tab Touch, Prince of Wales Stakes, Group 3. 1,000 metres, the weight for age scale, uh, 14 runners at the moment <laughs> because Jay Rooney has put out a, uh, a tweet on the Twitter uh, this morning uh, alerting listeners, punters, readers that Will Chino is a likely scratching after she will she drew the outside gate from barrier 14. Terry, what were your uh, immediate thoughts when you uh, when you found out that Will Chino is a likely uh, scratching from this event? Well, I'm following up with my selection from last start with This Will Test You, and I, I really like it for This Will Test You um, because the map for me, with Mervyn being gone, it changes the complexion of these races to some degree. But I also think that Indian Pacific might not be going very well, so it might do pretty much the same job Mervyn does. But what it does mean here is I think Brad Parnham and Neville Parnham will say, well, look, Indian Pacific's best racing has been from the front. We're not handing up to Will Chino. Because no. my first thought was maybe they'll just come out, you well, know, just well, absolute guns blazing. Brad seemed exasperated after its last start in the um, in the post-race jockey yeah, comments. He, he was sort of just scratching his head. Yeah. And it sounded like they were going to tinker with tactics. But no Mervyn. Rails there on offer. They just oh, have to take and it. I think they'll not hand it up under any because I think that's what you've got to learn with the New Pacific. Maybe yeah. that's its go. Yeah, you know, maybe that's what we're going to do. Run them along. We're still winning trials doing that. So that's got to be the movement. Um, but um, so Will Chino likely ends up in the breeze. But I think Money Matters will be really keen to well, get it back. Well, Money Matters has to get across the horses inside it as well. So yeah, it's going to be burning. And then this will test you. Will yeah. also want a very similar spot to that. Yeah. So Will Chino, I think it might get to the well. I think it would have got to the breeze. It's coming. 
out. Let's allow for it coming out. So yep. I think it would maybe would have got to the breeze okay, but it also could have got planted and it could have been an ugly run. And um, yeah, I'm not too sure. So look, for, long story short, I'm very happy it's coming out because I think it means money matters, breezes. All this will test you, even breezes and money matters, lands in the one one. And from there, from those positions in running, as long as comes the time, doesn't get outside of it and hold it in. And again, I'm not going to allow for bad luck. I'm just going to allow for normal racing luck. Um, I can't see how this will test you if it's held the same form uh, as first up. I can't see how it doesn't turn the tables on Miss Kentucky with that new speed map, mm -hmm. and even with the old speed map, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I've already, I wrote my preview last night before um, before I knew about the scratching, but I'm only more confident now since finding out about it. So, um, yeah, pretty keen. This will test you, BJ. It's, um, yeah, its run was three or four lengths better than Miss Kentucky first up, I thought. Mm. Mm, so you, you trust deep. This, you trust this will test you to to be the same horse. Um, do I trust this will test you? Hang on. Actually, don't you own some of this will test you? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I if I offered too much for a five percent share, they told me to. They said no, and that was Nigel. At, and Nigel, Nigel Ryan. Ryan. I saw yeah. Nigel out there actually. I had a view with Nigel last week. Yeah, um, and it looked. Um, yeah, it looked like I'd. I'd dodged a bullet there but i tell you what that might be a, a good little purchase now so if you're looking at this as a well i'll tell you what she might even be quite a valuable broodmare actually in time this well, yeah. exactly right she'll have some naughty children but um <laughs> yeah like you, you've got to just say she's more mature she's settling in her races yeah. she's um yeah she's she's popping in behind horses like she did in the cereal flower last prep and, and beat kissing all four cheeks albeit with a big big weight pull but um I, I'm, I'm really big on horses that have tactical speed on a turn of foot like yeah that's why horses like let's gallivant mentioned it with all show earlier um they're type of horses that i'm really sort of uh get drawn to and, and what we've seen from her is she isn't just one dimensional now where she needs to go forward and mm. lead to win so last start was huge you gotta remember she didn't have lucy on last start either tash tash did the best she could from that gate she got an inch of cover but she barely had any cover the entirety of the trip <clears> you know <throat> what i mean so this with Will Chino coming out, as I said, she lands either in second or in fourth. Yeah, she, she's either Breeze or she's um, one one. I'm happy with either of those. And, and if she's if either breezing all, or following money matters, exactly right. And if if they've held their form mm. um, from from their last start, nothing's changed, which I'm just going to allow for. Um, I can't see Miss Kentucky making up the ground required to beat her. Okay. So this will test you. I think, yeah, to be honest, I was going to make probably pray again, me best, but I'll almost make this will test you, me best bet, um, with that scratching of Will Chena. With the probable scratching Probable scratching. Well, I think I – think Jay Rooney's gone the early crush. I think, I think Dan would be um, remiss if he took her out now because anything could happen. Like Money Matters could come out. Indian Pacific might go – like you never know. So mm. it's got to be – it has to be a race day scratching, you would imagine, for Will Chena because um, if, if Indian Pacific – comes out then it it changes the whole shape of the race so um i imagine that will channel won't be coming out before um well to the death really on saturday a.m saturday morning but um yeah i think there's a little bit of value in this race I thought money matters was so stiff it was traveling so well first up um big price 34 35 dollars available at the moment any pacific finds the rail if it's a if it's a leader's day there's 20 some 26 dollars on offer there uh, i know he's probably just, just they're part both past their best i reckon, you reckon? It's, it's just that simple yeah like definitely i'm if any pacific the money will come again it's yeah. coming every start and if it's coming if it's been coming before it has to come when it's going to find the rail so the money seems to keep on coming for new pacific start after start and i'm pretty convinced in pacific's done and dusted but 
if I say that, it usually gives them a couple links. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I think this is the day, isn't it? It's jumped and money, from, jumped from money five, matters had its chance from two starts ago. On the, I backed it in the birthday, and that that upset me because um, it had every chance against sort of comes a time cup night. I don't know if that's correct for them. Mm, well, if Ulchano comes out, then money matters can get to sort of come across breeze or, you know. And it's is it going to be able to hold out? This will test you. Is depends. absolutely floating de- at the moment? Depends what. What they, how aggressive they want to be on her, really. Mm-hmm. I think she's she's doing really well, just being happy cruising along. But uh, so I think I feel like there's a bit of value in in Money Matters and Indian Pacific at the moment. And if the prices flip with, um, and this will test you, ends up um, you know matching or almost um, exceeding um, the Miss Kentucky price, and I'll definitely have something on Miss Kentucky. She could get out to four dollars plus and end up being a bet for me. So. Yeah, you'll you'll like my market then. Yeah, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's with Will Chano in it. I've got her about eight nine bucks. I think. Okay, yeah. And so yeah, but I had her longer as well. Actually, yeah. realised I was being a bit of a dickhead. So if you were, if you, I got Nerodio second favourite. Yeah, well, I yeah. thought Nerodio stays in the fence. It wins last start. Yeah, and it's there's that's the only difference is yeah. like they look for running inside of him, and Paddy stayed in the fence. And Same with Paddy money, got the game. So yeah, so. it's just whether I, I just don't. Where the money matters, what was let down as strongly? What was there? You know, yeah. so Hot Z was the big eye catcher. But the thing for me is with Hot Z, I don't think it's a horse that gets held up to the two hundred and sprints like that. No, I think it's a horse whose best runs have been winding up into horse races. But um, I'm surprised it's eleven dollars as well. So comes the time is I've got that strike now type prices. Jeez, I've taken the pond on a couple of times <laughs> at my own detriment. Hopefully, it's one winner and it's all day session. Um, now the one that's big overs in my market, and I don't think I'll even back it because I'm pretty much. In the this will test your vortex, especially with that impending scratching, um, is Stage Man. Yeah, is Stage Man. So yeah. I thought Stage Man was just as good a run as a lot of the ones we've just mentioned. First up, and um, Clint goes back on its second run back in the state uh, after going east. Um, you got to remember the horse still is Stage Man, unfortunately. Um, but I tell you what, if you're looking for a, a little place heavy bet or even just a place bet, I think there's five six dollars a hole for Stage Man, a horse that. Uh, Geez, if you go through its last five, six, seven runs in WA, I haven't got him in front of me, but I bet you it's second to Elite Street, second to Elite Street, third to Elite Street. It's consistently matching him um, at weight for age. So if I was going for a roughie, it'd be stage man. Mm. Okay. Do you see the um, the reasoning behind the Dan Morton's opting out of this particular race? Do you think it's a with Will Chino. With Will Chino. Yeah, I, I can. Coming off the injury, you get caught deep again. I mean, that's one aspect I don't know much about how much. And I, I actually spoke to Mitchell Pavement about it briefly. Uh, before this will test his first up run, I said, how badly can it cook a horse if you get caught four deep? Like, can you end a prep? Can mm. it, like, how much damage? He goes, yeah, if, if things go wrong and they pull up to stress, you could ruin a whole prep to try and get one extra run in when maybe that's not even your grand final. So, yeah, um, yeah that, that side of things, I've got no real idea on horse management um, type thing. But, uh, yeah, if he comes out of this, so especially a race where he's 750 at the moment where I'm looking. I've marked, we'll channel about 7, 750. Um, like, what, what, you're not giving up that much necessarily mm. coming out of it, I don't think. So, um, yeah, I think for the sake of what's to come, if you draw inside Indian Pacific at your next run, because they, they look the two likely leaders for these races going forward, I mean, do you know who starts favourite here? Will Chino, mm. you know? So, but you could be cooking all that by parking deep and and, and giving the mare a tough run. And she says, nah, that'll do me this prep, lads. So, if she comes out, she'll be going a month between runs into the Colonel Reeves Stakes. So, yeah. Uh, yep. Which is two weeks. And then if she draws the 15 again in the in the Colonel Reeves, I would just about um, do the same thing mm. and go straight to the winter bottom. 
All right. All Straight right. to the big dog race. Okay. So that is the- Draw barrier one. That is a Prince of Wales stakes. Who'd you tip? Uh, this will I, test you. No, I, I like Miss Kentucky as my tip, uh, but I want to see the price. I want to see the this will test your money come, and Miss Kentucky maybe four dollars plus would probably get me. I'll okay. definitely be having something on Indian Pacific, and what's the other horse? Money matters at a, at a spec as well. Money matters. Yeah. Okay. Um, race eight is the Asian Bow Stakes. Now this has become quite the, the Allen border. Yeah, this has become quite the uh, the um, lead up for the railway stakes, hasn't it? It's been very fashionable, um, and as a result, it's attracted a uh, quality lineup. I'll ask you a question: Would you have liked to have seen some selective? I don't know what powers they have. You know more about this than I do. Would you have liked to have seen some discretionary balloting? Yes. Um, the answer should be yes, yeah. How much better is the race if Carly's <laughs> Karma and, and Rock and Oya in it and Nerf Bosk and I don't know, whatever else isn't in it, Platoon or Excellent Dream maybe. Excellent Dream's good for the map. But, yeah, come on. Grow up. Oh, no, it's fair enough. It's Grow ratings. Up. It's all. It's fair <laughs> enough. It's all ratings. It's, it was fascinating watching the jockey appointments as they came because yeah. Sean was booked to Carly's Karma instantly. And then it was a lang on, and you could see Stevie Parnham wasn't booked to anything because he was, I presume, going to ride Rock and Nori. Um, that was the way I got the feel, and it, it was a late one. Well, hang on, these other ones are running, so we're going to have to ride them. And fascinating, fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, fascinating stuff. I, so I haven't got a clue who's going to win this race, BJ. Last year was the race was won by Western Empire. Western Empire. What did he do? He won the railway. Oh. <laughs> Year before the race was won by Inspirational Girl. What did she do? She won. Uh, prior to that, Samizdat won. Regal Power ran second. Mm. He won the railway. Year before, Galaxy Star won the Asian Bow Stakes, went on to win the railway. And the year prior to that, the Asian Bow Stakes was won by Poonamu. Um, who didn't win the railway, but he did go on to win the Kingston Town, which is now, of course, the Northerly. So it's quite the race these days, the Asian Bow Stakes. And the reason for that is this is a handicap. You'd think yep. the least year weight for age would be a better form reference being mm -hmm. a weight for age race, but the problem is anything winning a weight for age race is going to be carrying something near top weight in a railway stakes. While the winner of this on the minimum, an Alaskan God on 92, a devoted who will get a big whack if it wins it but needs it. Yeah. Uh, Tricks of the Trade, last or any of them will get in. Treasure Star, Carly's Karma will all get in on the minimum in a railway or very close to the minimum on a railway. So that's the key. And uh, I tell you what, this is pending who comes across. I'm still a bit confused. I know Airson's coming and a few other horses that I don't even know mm. who they are, what they do. And they might be, tell you what, it might be an Eastern Staters year because I don't know how deep some of this is. We're, we're talking Tricks of the Trade is currently, I think, the – Tricks of the Trade and Alaskan God are equal WA-based favourites for the railway. Tricks of the Trade beat – and, yeah, it was a great win with the big weight, don't get me wrong, but it beat Brooklyn Pier by a lip. Like, still, we've still got to sort of look at that and go, oh, hang on. That's a bit of a worry, isn't it? That's mm. a bit of a worry. In saying that, I don't know really what's coming um, class-wise. I don't really follow it at all. Anyway, I, uh, I don't know, BJ. Well, Matt, excellent dream leads. Who's going to be brave enough to come across from a wide gate – to take out, take out the breeze. Oh, I don't think it's bravery. It's lack of options for MTA. I'd suggest from that gate with Holly Watson. Going has to on. be has to be MTA. Doesn't it? Yes, MTA will come across. I think Kira will be. I th I don't. I haven't spoke to the 
spoke to the air, but I, I presume with Search and Rocks they'll be open because they need to win this to qualify, really. I I understand they can go to the Lestia next week and take on horses like- Peters. Peters would be the second option for her. Yeah, yeah, that rating, you're right. Yeah, exactly right, actually, sorry. Um, but- yeah, so, but I just know with Search and Rock, she went forward. Started last prep, so that, that yeah. she went forward-ish in her trial from memory, I think, as well. So, there's look, if she jumps well enough, they might be willing to look for a spot or end up in the breeze or something. So, she's a possibility of doing something of that nature. Tight and blind is in 14. I think they'll realise their best chance of winning the race is not going to be dropping it out, even though it did hit the line super a few starts ago from very far back. I think it'll look for a for forward midfield spot. I agree. Long story short, with all those horses drawn wide, the potential to roll forward, that there'll be a three-wide line without doubt. Excellent dream should be stopping on them. Um, you would suspect uh, at some point MTA, the same thing. I, I really like MTA, but in this type of field, you'd suspect MTA is not going to be taking him. Superman into it. So if you've got a horse uh, leading up a three-wide line like a Titan Blinders, like a Search and Rocks or something like that, it could be a really nice line to be in with excellent dream and MTA potentially um, not giving the world's biggest kick. So yeah. three wide line horses. So that's that's why horses like Alaskan God from 13, um, uh, Devoted 17, uh, Tricks of the Trade in 18. Um, it might almost be a, um, a blessing in disguise being out in that line, especially later in the day because mm. you, you can um, – it does tend to fare up at Ascot. But dearie me, um, Alaskan God's obviously the interesting runner. You, you can tell me more about what Danny's thoughts are um, with Alaskan God, but no trials coming into this. What's what's going on there? Just confident? <laughs> an air, they must admit there is an air of – every time I mention Alaskan God, there is an air of just – you should see BJ. It's just like he – yeah. It's just an air of confidence. Yeah. yeah. The stable has a lot of faith in no, this horse. I know. You, I've heard horse. that. A lot of faith in this horse. And Danny has a lot of faith in his system of being able to get them fit um, on the track. Um, he's not a huge trialer of his, of his horses, especially um, once they're sort of seasoned. Um, so no no real surprise. I, I must say, though, that uh, the, the formula – Recently, well, last year's formula anyway, in regards to Western Empire, I think it was two trials into the Asian Bow first up. And I think Regal Power, even when he ran second to Samistat, had a couple of trials leading into this. Inspiration Girl was already racing. Uh, she had race fitness up um, when she won the Asian Bow. So, yeah, look, to answer your question, they're very confident. Uh, I was sort of always of the opinion that the 1800 Northerly would be his target race. Um, Danny is. Um, yeah, he's he's confident he can. He's got the horse that can win both, really, mm-hmm. um, with a with slice of luck and all that sort of stuff that has to happen on race day. But quality wise, and just the way that he's he's come back as a four year old, um, the yeah, his his form on the training track, everything points towards a elevation from this horse. And yeah, it's, I think Dan from the first, like his first prep thought he was his Melbourne Cup horse. So it's no surprise that he's got a huge opinion of Alaskan God and heading to this race on Saturday expected him to be super competitive and um, bouncing, bouncing into the railway. Yeah. J-Dub. Uh, would Danny be disappointed if Alaskan God doesn't win? Uh, I'd, be, I'd I would say he'd be disappointed if he doesn't run, yeah, sort of doesn't go close to winning exactly. Um, it, yeah, as you said, like three wide line, it feels like he's just going to be in the right spot. Um, Never know how these races are going to pan out. Yeah. That's why and you said yeah, about I mean, this what about Excellent like, Dream goes bananas out in front and stretches them out. And, and one yeah. thing I should – I'm probably being a bit harsh on Excellent Dream mm-hmm. and um, 
MTA there. Both are racing really well. And if you look at the weight swings, excellent dream gets against horses um, like that it raced first up. Do you remember when Luke had it for the first start and Bo rode it and yeah. got held up behind in the entirety? Have a look at the weight swings, excellent mm. dream gets on those runs. The last start it went mad. So I'm not saying excellent dream can win, but it can give him a, it actually can give him, I'm probably being a bit harsh when I said <laughs> before, it can give him a really good card up into it. So can MTA. So, um, you know, one horse who, who will start 100 to 1, and he's only 30 at the moment, but he will start 100 to 1. And if they just ride him to my instructions. Mm-hmm. Are you listening? He's not impossible. No, I'm going to give him a call uh-huh. actually tomorrow. Um, it's not impossible. Just do not leave the fence with Notorious 1. Let it. You've got an inside barrier. You've got a strong left-hand whip jockey. Just don't – just tell Lactar if they don't lay off, like if Excellent Dream stays in the fence throughout or if Let's Gallivant doesn't come off the fence – just get held up the entirety. But why, Bad luck. Do not leave the fence. Why this is would, still the quickest horse point to point. In, why would uh, Rails Romoli ever leave the rail? We did it on the rodeo. He <laughs> did it on the rodeo, didn't he? I would just be telling him, do not – I don't care if you get held up the entirety and it looks yeah. ugly. Do not leave the fence. Who did this – who ran second to Western Empire in this race last year after doing everything wrong in the run? Notorious. Notorious one. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, it's, uh, I'm going to need more than thirty to one. <laughs> I was I, I priced it aggressively at eighteen, nineteen dollars. So it's going to need. Um, yeah, I reckon I'll see fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty bucks about it. Surely mm. in a field of this nature, might need a bit of pogo stick. I reckon. Oh, hundred percent. But yeah. I'm going to be getting eighty to one. So I'm going to be getting my. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be getting right price. And if it won at eighty to one, I don't think I could live with myself. And I wasn't on. I actually wouldn't. I actually wouldn't be able to live with myself. I mean. Yeah, look, so, I, I, yeah, I t- getting back to like what, High Fry winning yeah. the other day, that was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. I had that significantly short on a leader bias day. Anyway, continuing. Yeah, getting back to Alaska God, I expect him to call up and explode late, whether he runs out of runway and it's a building run towards the railway, but either way, I expect him to be strongest late. Okay. Confident of that. I think last of the line is just about the map. Map horse. Yes, yeah, I agree. Definitely, do you know who, do you know definitely who else the, is the map, map horse? Treasured, treasured star. star. We'll yeah. with him. Like, what, what do we do with these horses that failed last start? Like all of them. Like um, Treasured Star is going to be coiled up with 54 kilos and then just going to get clear air. You'd think follows last of the line, which is the exact horse you want to follow. Yeah. The ho- Treasured Star can actually jump really well, looking at its trials and looking at how it jumped first up. So don't think it has to get too far back no, from it, six. It, so. it will be uh, – CJP will be have to be tracking last so of the line. Surely. It was the railway stakes favourite before its last start failure. Um, so, yeah, that's – uh, it's just so one of many fascinating aspects. We haven't even discussed Tricks of the Trade, who's going to have to probably come from Last. the same spot as yep. uh, Alaskan Gods. Um, yeah, also, we haven't, we, haven't, we, haven't the, discussed, uh, we haven't discussed the placement of Captain Chaos, the 60 kilos top weight. From Captain Gates. Chaos so, makes well, no sense with the list here next week. Yes. Unless, yeah, I'm not sure why it's not racing in a, in and, a weight and, for it, age it, race, it, it which being, it would probably be. Hard to beat him. It being the top weight in this race has sort of compressed the scale a little bit. Yeah, it's so not, not good for Bob's other runner in uh, Devoted. So, no, very odd placement, Captain Cows. And it's 81. So, um, yeah, unless unless you want to go third up into a railway, I'm not sure. Potentially. Yeah. First up, second up, third, third up. up. Yeah, yeah that, that's an odd. Because what did he win? He won up. the Hyperion, didn't he? Yeah. So, he was third but up into the Hyperion. Those horses are getting weighted too badly. I know, They're getting maybe he's trying to mirror, mirror the way that he won the Hyperion. What was that? That would have been like third up, Roma Cup, Belmont Sprint, Hyperion, and maybe he's trying to sort of get another run into him, which is why he has to go around in this race. Perhaps. I'm just trying to yeah. think, think the what the – 
the sensibility would be in putting chaos in this race when the Lusty is on next Saturday. But um, Matt Horse is last. Maybe, little- maybe Stephen Miller's given him a little sling and said, come out in the morning off. So I last of the line stays down in the weights because the horses are suits. That does, are, not, um, that does not happen. Last of the line, notorious one, tight and blinders and platoon. They're, yes. the, they're, they're the big winners. And Alaskan God to a degree because it gets a kilo less than it would have done. Yeah. To so, a degree. Yeah, to, to a very small degree. So, uh, maybe, maybe it was Danny. Bloody, might bloody been, brilliant. Might have been BJ. Bloody, bloody brilliant edition of the uh, Asian bow. So many question marks. Um, <laughs> and uh, full field, like it's just – it's a ripple like the market. What do we got here, Terry? we got – Alaskan God and Devoted are sort of sharing and Tricks of the Trade are sort of sharing favoritism, flip-flopping between five, six dollars type thing at the moment. Love a good flip-flop. And then everything is sort of ten dollars plus and 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 as you mentioned at the start, what happens if Carla what happens to the market if Carly's karma gets a run? So Yeah. I mean she's drawn hope, four. Hope she does. She's drawn four, she's gonna be in the spot. So mm-hmm. cracker. Yeah, cracker. Cracker. I'm sticking with um I'm going to back the field. No, I'm, <laughs> I really don't know what I'm going to back. For the sake of a tip now, and I'm going to need a bigger price to back it, I'm definitely going to stick with Devoted as my, my tip. I, right. still, I still think Devoted's a, a superstar. You know, since it's gone to Michael Grantham, every single run, has, even trial, has just been so elite, mm. so, so, so elite. And last start, it just got punished yeah. for the decision to put the apprentice on. It only yeah. had 60 and a half. Look what Tricks of the Trade did. Like, that's just – that's – that's this rear. Yeah, I don't know. That's not the management. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, did not understand that. We said that pre-race got absolutely belted. That was the only positive to come from that. Is it started too short to do me ass on? Um, but yeah, I still think devoted is the one to beat in the railway. Okay, but it has to win this or the RJ now to get a start. It might not have to, but yeah, I eighty five Raider. Yeah, uh, yeah. it'll have to do something. Eighty five is not going to get you there. Yeah, eighty five will not get you there. Look at some of these other horses. That, everything. It's the lowest rated in this race, isn't it? <coughs> I think it's the lowest rated horse in the final field. Yeah, I, I think it, a lot will depend on how many, if any, uh, come over from the east to, to have a crack. Well, they'll all want to have a go. All these will want to have a go at their eye if they mm, can. Maybe. Um, I'll, I'm tipping Alaskan God and I'll be backing Last Align as well. Okay. okay. Uh, devoted. Notorious one. That's a. Don't leave to one. the Don't rail. Fence, no. No? Your name's not get wide, Ramoli. <laughs> uh, all right, BJ, it is now time for the Get Out Stakes. And what a special one it is for Joan Parnham, S-T-E-A-K-S. Joan Parnham's 90th. Yeah. Joan, and the, you, you spoke about this earlier, the record of, of family pe- just family members winning, their, winning the race named after. They just don't lose. Yes, yes. And uh, Joan Parnham, Neville's mother, is uh, Neville's got the, the fave, isn't he? Settling up the Certainly fave. Does. Um, Certainly does. With the uh, grandson on board, is that right? Uh, Who's I'm on board? Not, I'm not, Steve's definitely on board, but I'm not sure. Uh, Steve's on board, yes. About all. Yes, the family tree. No, yes, the family uh, they tree. haven't gone for the claim. Uh, Stevie Parnham on board, Neville Parnham train. It's just all coming up, Parnham. Isn't yeah, it, it certainly in is. the get out. So, but we'll get to that shortly. Yeah, sorry, because the uh, the get out stakes is um, proudly brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Timmy Hewitt, one of the uh, lucky owners of Featherweight, who got the Chocolatis first up last Saturday. Not a bad win by Featherweight. Um, Very good win, yeah. Good, uh, good man, Mario Delina. Back yourself is in is a shareholder in uh, Featherweight as well. Timmy Hewitt, he's the captain out there at Market City Meets. Um, make sure that you uh, 
drop in and um, say hello to Timmy, uh, red carpet treatment, market city meets, 100%. And of course, Timmy wanted us to run the uh, Get Out Stakes super mega bonus last week's edition of the 1-1, where uh, if you donated to the Team for Robbie Harvey Coast Trek Fund that uh, and you won the Get Out Stakes, that you'd be eligible for a $100 uh, package from Market City Meats and a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. That offer still stands, Terry, oh. as it didn't go off last week with Tim Dunleavy. He got the he, he won via Sam White rule. Um, him and uh, Rob Chabot, they both had Holy Ghost by 0.05 of a length. And he won by 0.04 of a length. So mm. Tim uh, was first in, and that's why he won the $50 meat pack from Market City Meats. However, he didn't get an opportunity to donate to the fund. Therefore, we're going again. We're running it back. Oh, bang. So don't forget, donate to the Robbie Harvey Coast Trek Fund. Uh, get your entry into the Get Out Stakes. If you win, double bubble, $100 across the board, Market City Meets, Mundaring Hotel. Um, and it's not only are you supporting a great cause, but yeah, you've uh, got a big collect there um, coming up into the uh, summer months here in Perth, Western Australia. So to get your entry in to uh, the Get Out Stakes, to get your opportunity to have a crack at the big prize, at the 1-1-Pod on Twitter, let us know who you think will win race night at Ascot on Saturday. Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and the Sam White rule applies as always. Guru? Uh, first in, best dressed. First, Joan Parnham's not here. First in, best past the post. Um, okay. Brooklyn Pier? The way this well, the way this yard is going at the moment, the way Steve's going at the moment, this is almost immoral, isn't it? Stevie, <laughs> May. Stevie P. He's riding. He's riding superbly. He's, he's riding back. with a lot of. Uh, he is back. He's <clears> riding with a lot of, uh, a lot of confidence at the moment, and it's very noticeable. Well, look, this horse is um, really suited. They from, love the horses. They're loving him, aren't they? The yeah, moment. they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brooklyn Pier is really suited from a good draw. Um, yeah, from gate one, it's a horse that can begin reasonably well. Pods you up behind Special View and K May, and uh, with even luck, has to be hard to beat. You got to remember, Brooklyn Pier is a real, real nonny. Uh, has been over the journey. Um, I know its last three placings behind Let's Gallivant, Carly's Karma, and Tricks of the Trade read, read, well, read really well. Yeah. But again, he's given them peaches every single time, and that's just sort of where it lands and where it finishes its races. And look, it's it's got to be very it's, hard to beat. It's here. consistent, honest. Yeah. But I mean, we go back to its run against Ginger Green two starts ago, one start for Ginger Green, and um, there was nothing between it and the run of Ginger Green, who perhaps got a little bit further back and things didn't go to plan in the run. So Ginger. Ginger Green's probably 1-1. One, one. Uh, Brooklyn Beer's probably leaders back. Don't think there's much between them. Brooklyn Pier potentially has come on from its last run more, but, I mean, I don't I don't know that for a fact. Um, yeah, I just – I'm $3.43.50 Brooklyn Pier, and that's as short as I, I wanted to go. What are we talking at the moment? Brooklyn Pier. 320, 330. Yeah, yeah. I, this is not the type of horse I'm going to back at that price. Um, Ginger Grain's under my price as well. I was about 550 Ginger Grain's, 480 at the moment. What uh, price, Rain and Fire? Uh, I've taken a set on the two horses who I don't think run 1400. Yeah. So I've just taken a set and said, not for me. So Rain and Fire and Probity, I've. Um, I've looked around. I think K-May improves panels here, panels and panels yeah. and panels. Yeah. Um, special view was super at its uh, Brian Kersley debut. 
Who was it with first? Uh, <laughs> it was super. And it's Brian Kersley debut. Big butter boom one first up off a similar freshen up last campaign. Groundbreak hit the line really nicely. Groundbreak was good, yeah. So all that being said, the wrapping things up here on the Joan Parnham 90th birthday. Happy birthday, Joan. Um, final thoughts on the Joan Parnham. Oh, we got to go with we got to put Brooklyn on pier on top. Whether I end up having a bet or not, we'll be at the behest. Do you like the use of the word mm. behest of uh, of Betfair? But um, one thing I will say, very interesting from the Pierce is to go again up to the fourteen hundred with probity with yep. all the continual failures. So I think in their mind, there's reasons for the failures and not the fourteen hundred. So fascinating watch from another form yard. Well, probity and rain of fire were sort of a bit sort of. Stiff last start, weren't they? Poking through late. Yeah, um, they were both yeah, very hitting, stiff. Hitting the line. Both very stiff, but every time they've been stiff and then gone to the 1400, they've failed. They work. just haven't run it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, if you get a massive on pace day, it wouldn't surprise me, especially if you and K-May give real good kicks here yeah. as well. So, yeah, um, yeah good, uh, tough little race to finish the day. The my, Pims Royale right down the bottom there. My Looking view, for win number 11. My view is with, uh, both yourself and Cripper liked uh, Ginger Green in that uh, race opening day Ascot yep. and just happened to run into a fire-breathing Carly's Karma. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Ginger Green finished alongside Brooklyn Pier. No, it was at Brooklyn Pier. Yeah, it was about his eight or so for a second. Uh, and I think he actually, the stable mate actually, he missing got in his way a bit uh, on that occasion, Ginger Green. So I believe he probably should run second. Mm -hmm. um, gets the map. Here, uh, nice little freshen up for Ginger Green. I, I think he can he can knock off the fave in the last Ginger mm -hmm. Green on top. We just know that Brooklyn Pier is going to win, don't we? No, mm. we're not going to be on it. Neither of us will be on, but you mm. just know for Joan. Yep, Joan, Neville, Joan. Stevie, the, mm -hmm. whole, the whole extended Parnham clan. Um, exactly right. It's going to be a big celebration. So it should uh, be. If uh, only the best. Yes, good innings. Only 10 away from a letter from the – oh, geez, the king. The king, Chuck. Oh. There you go, dear me. Yeah. Um, if you're still the king in 10 years. Yeah. Time. <laughs> I was like, oh, gee, we don't need to go down that path. I was actually going to say something of that nature myself. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to shut up. All right. Let's, take, let's shut up. We'll take a break and we'll be back with our best, our manis and our lays. All right. Let's wrap this one up, Terry. What's your Betfair best betting proposition for Asian Bow Stakes Day? Well, I'll go on current prices. I was happy for it to be. One of many, to be honest. I would have made it Lexington City, Ollie's Choice. All show as well above my price and is stiff not to miss it. It's just that it's sub-even money. So we'll look for something a bit more expansive with Will Chino coming out. Real keen this will test you too. But the one that's the furthest over my price at the time recording is Race for Pray Again. Pray Again, yeah. So that's what we'll do. We'll get religious. Sounds good. Yeah, Pray Again was the first glancing through the fields uh, for the first time. Just um, Pragan was the horse that really stood Dogs out. Balls. Stood out like the proverbial. Um, you go Pragan. I'm just going to lock in the uh, the all show dollar ninety. <sighs> That's just uh, no. no. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that is just in a five horse field. A just uh, to Gary, uh, Maddie, um, Maddie, all show. <laughs> the dollar ninety. Uh, no, Maddie. Uh, I've got stage man thirteen, fourteen dollars. Um, we were just talking about it off air very briefly. That probably does want twelve hundred meters this stage of its career. But um, just his performances in Western Australia, even over these thousand meter journeys, if, if everything falls into place, he can he can win the race. So we'll go with stage man. You don't often get a Maddie with CJP and Adam Durant at three and white colours at twenty dollars plus. So stage man. Probably like last week though. I probably won't even back it. Same colours, my Maddie. Uh, and uh, as the yeah, as the name suggests, so 
Race four, number 11, Mrs. America, who is bananas. Oh, but if wow. she puts it all together, that is value. $23, best value. Okay. USA? Yep. Lay, lay, lay. Uh, well, lay, lay, lay. We'll go with seeing as I was so passionate, six bucks. It's not, <laughs> it's not, all, it's not all that uh, it's not all that bold, really. But uh, we'll go with um, strike now. What was, our di- what was our cheeseburger arrangement? Ten to one. Yeah. You get doubles if wins by over a half length, so <laughs> it's a unique one. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's us. So race five, I don't think strike now is uh, a winning chance in that. Uh, Vitalize is four dollars three. That was the other one. That was the other one I written. And the, basically the same price as Prey again. You're We're both super yeah? keen on Prey again's got lengths on Vitalize. Deary me, Vitalize my lay anyway. Vitalize was a footballer. It'd be Josh Battle. A battler. <laughs> I tried to think of something better there. Nothing was coming out. Hey, BJ, it was, uh, that brings us to the end.